There is only one whale. James Whale on Talk Radio. Um, Tony. Is that James? Yes, Tony, you're on the air. Yeah, what, 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 what are you doing? Right. We're doing no, right. he sounds like, that sounds like Ian Lee. Oh, yeah, it's Ian yeah, Lee. It's Ian it Lee. It is. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Good ears, man. Good ears. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, why are you, you're encouraging people basically to switch off for the last few minutes of the show, killing my audience. <laughs> no, we've passed it on to your show <laughs> with the it's seaside debate. You're doing the seaside, we've passed it on to all of them. What do you I think about it? James, I know it's been a while. I know you've been a big <laughs> radio for a few years. I was as well, and it took me a while to get back up to speed. But you need to up your game, James. Come on, man. What's Please. your favourite seaside town? <laughs> Bogner, of course. Yeah, Bogner. Bogner. Bugger Bogner. I'll pick Bogner. your pug. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's time now to turn off. Uh, Ian Lee turn is your about to come on. Turn your radios oh, off. Up your game, James. You're, you're, you're nearly as bad as John Holmes. Yeah, I don't think anybody's that bad. Come on. Come on, please. You used to have it in you. I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, you were a dynamite. Yeah, yeah. It won't do any good. You, James. you still couldn't come on and fool me, could you? I remember the time I phoned you on that other rather miserable local radio station and pretended to be a gynaecologist. <laughs> you were talking about white wee-wee. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, listen, I'm, I'm going to the pub with Ash, so uh, yeah, I suggest you get your backside in here. Yes, boss. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. should, well, actually, should we just take over the programme? Do it if for you a bit fancy more. it, because, you know, we're, we're probably better at the seaside. The problem is, I mean, you know. if we come on and up the audience, he's going to be knackered, isn't it, really? Well, it, no, but it'll still go on his name. Oh, look, oh, right, oh, right, oh, right, oh, right, oh, right, right, I'm no, going. You going? Yeah, we're going. We'll just go. Right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Ash. Out. Shall Come I go on, now? No. Oh, yeah. Come on. I don't mind. Ash, out. He's got to wrap up. Ash. It's the last oh, couple of minutes. Well, he's putting it. his periscopes up. We, we thought we'd just... I'll do it. Go on out. periscope isn't up again. Uh, watch and learn, Grandad. Watch and learn. <laughs> out. Go on. I'm proud and, to and be your granddad. And take your pet hippie with you as well. Go on. No, I'm oh, contracted till 10. Actually, yes. I've got to be on. you want to see my granddaughter? Uh, yeah, cool. really nice. Show, 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 oh yeah, look cool. at his granddaughter. She's yeah, uh, she's, she's going to be a nice. star, man. She's cool. Oh, you don't want to see me shooting about her. She's uh, she oh, is going to be a star. Archery, I do. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. Here he was go. a Surrey yeah. under sixteen champion um, of archery. Gosh, yeah. God, you've got some racy pictures on you're, your. You're uh, look at that's a good one. He oh. does the archery show on Talk Sports so on a Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. James Whale is showing me pictures on his telephone. It's it's as dull as you might imagine. It is like local radio. Made nationally. Hold this on, is hold it. On, hold on. Here, He's here. been at BBC Local. Here. Yeah, no, yeah. you've got to slap it out of him. But... <laughs> that is very funny. <laughs> She's cool, isn't she? That's very. How old yeah. is she? Twelve. That is very, very funny. Look at that. She's Absolute good, yeah. genius. She's well, good. That's what's well on done, your uh, show tonight? What? Apart from Seaside. Tonight seaside we're going to be um, getting people to phone in. Well, hopefully, l the last no, couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks we've had people phoning in, complaining yeah. about yeah. this show. Yeah. So, please, guys, oh, don't hey, phone in. A lot of good then, haven't we? Well, really controversial. People to phone in for you. Send yeah. emails yeah. of complaint yeah. to Denny Morris at Talk Radio, or yeah. make your complaints no, to Ash. Send them to Ash. The director general of the BBC. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> <laughs>
because I'm I'm actually going to do yeah. the job. I've, I've applied. Have you applied? I oh. It. Because yeah, I reckon yeah. I can do a better job than the Director General. You're so saying Tony um, Hall's not up to it? Wow, that's... Well, uh, yeah. contra- anyway, I have to be reasonable. James, please. James Ash. Now. Get out of the studio. We'll get out. No, wait, I get think kicked out our own show. No, yeah, well, I'm I mean, saving your outrage. asses, guys. No, 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 it's right. outrageous. Good I've evening, dear so listener. In all my life, this is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I can only apologise for the last three hours. It's an embarrassment. He's out of practice. He's not done it. Will you please just get out? Talk Radio, the 21st century dream team of dialogue, debate and discourse. Talk Radio, give it some lift. Talk Radio. They've gone. If you can fetch me an air freshener, Catherine, because it absolutely stinks in here of men's asses and asses. Um, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. It's Monday night. I thought we had a guest book for this evening. We haven't. It's Wednesday. So, instead, it's pretty much anything goes. Start calling now, 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Today, I took the plunge, guys. I took the plunge. Not a literal plunge. It doesn't have a swimming pool. You know, I'm getting tubby, right? I'm like 16.4 or something, which is the heaviest I've ever been ever in my entire life, right? Um, I don't know what I normally am, but it's not that. It, and it's, I know, I know it's because I'm taking this, this antidepressant metazapine, which is an, an anti-anxiety drug, and it's great. And I take it an hour before I go to bed and I sleep like a baby, although I have. It's interesting. It's an anti-anxiety drug, right? So my anxiety in my day-to-day life is, um, is reduced significantly. But then I get really anxious dreams. What's that all about? Anyway. It uh, messes up my metabolism, and it means I'm, I'm I'm never satisfied by the amount of food I've eaten, and also it does things so I think it processes the food differently. That may or may not be the case. Anyway, I'm fat, and I don't like it, and that's not in any way an insult, uh, uh, you know, uh, against other fat people. I just don't like me being fat. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, if you want to call in, I don't like me being fat because. Um, I think it looks on me. I'm only speaking about me, guys. Stop having a go. I think on me it looks horrible. And it means that uh, I get out of breath quickly. And it means, and here's the thing, and it's embarrassing to say, but I'm going to say it. I really struggle to bend over and tie up my shoelaces. Imagine. I, I find it uncomfortable to bend over and tie up my shoelaces. And I struggle with food a little bit anyway. I wouldn't say that I have a massive problem with food. But, 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 if I'm feeling crap, I'll eat a load of rubbish. And if I hate myself, I'll eat a load of rubbish. And if I have a rubbish day, I'll eat a load of rubbish. Um, so there's something going on there. I don't drink or take drugs no more, so I can't do that. Um... I've I've kind of tried to stop myself buying stuff on off eBay, and actually, I think I've been pretty good. I don't think I bought anything off eBay since I bought that um, Paul Simon box set, <laughs> which is which was about two months ago, and is still in the cellophane. Of course, it is because I'm never going to open it. So I do all of these things that um, punish myself, low self esteem. Um, or take me out of myself um, in the way that booze or drugs might do for some people, or just stop me having to feel. Do you know what I mean? Just stop me feeling. And buying stuff off eBay stops me feeling for a bit, for a bit. Uh, Some of you will get that. Some of you won't get that. Um, And the food thing kind of stops me feeling. But also, and here's the key, here's where I think a lot of addiction stems from. Uh, low self-esteem equals self-hatred equals punishment, you see. Um, so the reason that some people drink to excess or take drugs to excess is it is a form of punishment. I am less than, therefore I deserve to be punished. And here's the thing. Drinking and taking drugs for a while is actually quite good fun. That's why and I, you know, I'm not saying this, you know, because I'm condoning drugs. It's a fact. That's you know, you know the drug ecstasy. There's a reason it's called ecstasy, right? Because it, it creates an ecstatic state. I'm not in any way. Again, I've got to stress because I get told off by my bosses for they misinterpret this stuff as um, encouraging drug taking. Au contraire, guys. Au contraire. Not encouraging in any way whatsoever. But um, you know, 
drugs are pleasurable. Although apparently the first few times you do heroin, you throw up a lot. That doesn't sound like a fun drug to me. But <laughs> people, people work through that. <laughs> people do. Apparently the first few times you take it, you just throw up. And you get really, really ill. And the uh, the hardened brown users will say, oh, you need to work through it, man. You need to work through it. Um, but there, yes, drugs drugs can be pleasurable. But, but there, there comes a point for those people who cannot stop taking drugs that the, the, the pleasure disappears and there is no pleasure in it whatsoever. And it's all about self-punishment. A lot of it is about self-punishment. Resonating with it with anyone? It might be resonating with some. And it can be, um, it can be anything. You can be addicted to pretty much anything that changes the way you feel about yourself. Let's we go, should we do a list? Drugs, obviously. Alcohol, obviously. Sex. Love. Shopping. Food. Gambling. Um, let me just recalibrate and try and capture my thread. There was a reason I was doing all this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. So I've been putting on weight and part of it is, is this drug that I am taking, metazapine. And, um, part of it is, um, self-hatred and, and punishment for being a dick and ruining my life. You know, that's, that's kind of what it boils down to. Um, so in an attempt to combat this weight gain, I've tried eating well, eating better. I've tried eating better and, um, didn't lose any weight. It kind of balanced, the, the weight kind of evened out at around about a steady 16 stone two or something, which is still too heavy, I think. So today, guys, today I did the thing that I vowed I would never do again. And I went and I joined a bloody gym. I went and joined a gym. Now, gyms, I haven't been a member of a gym for about five, four or five years. And boy, oh boy, they've gone up in price. I used to be a member about five, six years ago of my local Virgin Active. And it was about, I was earning quite good money then. And it was about, I'm sure it was about 56 quid a month, which is quite a lot of money. I looked at Virgin Active. And I think it varies from gym to gym. But I looked at one. It was just shy of 120 quid a month. I'm sure it was. If I if I read the website wrong, then apologies. I'm sure on the website it was about 119 pounds a month. Flipping heck! That's outrageous. So I wasn't having any of that. I, then I found you can get um, there are different chains of gym that they're like sort of smaller. And they don't have quite have all the same facilities. But you can join these gyms for like 20, 30 quid a month. And there's loads of different ones. The ones are, the one I went for is Pure Gym, right? And it's 20 quid a month and there's no contract. That's the beauty. That was the beauty for me. That was the thing that got me. There is no contract. Because the contract is the killer. When you go, you go steadily for like the first two or three months and then you just think, ah. Or maybe your financial situation changes and you go, ah. But there's no contract. So I can opt out any time I want. So I drove to the gym. I could have walked it in 28 minutes. I drove to the gym today. 
And um, I was dreading it. I was absolutely dreading it. But the beauty of it was there was no... It was like being in either Japan or the future. Thank you, Ed. It was like being in... A cup of tea has arrived, which is always uh, an important part of the show. It was like being in Japan or the future. There was no one there. There was no one... There was no one there. There was no fit young woman or buff young man behind a counter that I, I would have to present my fat aged body to and say, I'd like to join the gym, please. There was none of that. There was, um, there were two computer consoles in the entrance and I typed in my details um, and I gave them my bank details and suddenly I had a membership number. And then you go to this pod and you type in your membership number and you step into the pod. It's a very slim pod, so you can't smuggle two people. I hate, I, I, I have to, you couldn't get a really fat person in there either. I don't, and you suddenly, suddenly I was in a gym for the first time in absolutely bloody ages. And, um, the, the thing you've got to do at your first entrance into a gym is walk around like, you know, where everything is. Because I didn't want people to go, oh, look at that um, fat guy who used to be on the telly. He does, he's, ne- he's not been here before. He's new. He doesn't know what he's looking for. So I walked around confidently like I knew what I was looking for. Um, and I bought a padlock from the padlock vending machine. £4.20, right? And when I eventually found the men's changing rooms... You can reset the padlock. The instructions tell you how to reset the padlock. And I, of course, reset it to 6969. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, of course. Um, Except I reset the padlock wrong. I don't know what I did. I didn't have the numbers lined up in the correct place. So I don't know what number I set it to. So I spent 15 minutes trying to work out the combination I had just set on the padlock. I couldn't do it. So, of course... I had to go upstairs and buy a second padlock, £4.20, £8.40 in total. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, and it, I went upstairs, I got changed, went upstairs, and I thought, I'm just going to do a little bit of running. I've, just, I've, I've signed in for an induction on Wednesday, and I've put my name on a waiting list for a spinning class. A spinning class. Um, but I thought I'll go up and do, I'll do a little bit of a run. And I did. And I ran for 35 minutes. I ran five kilometers. I say ran. I walked about a kilometer and a half of it, but I kept moving for 35 minutes and I wanted to die. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that dawned on me today that I've always felt uncomfortable, uncomfortable in gyms, right? Because, 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 I'm always thinking, everybody's going to be looking at me and everybody's going to say I'm really unfit and they're going to say I'm really fat and sweaty. And it dawned on me today, no one give, no one cares, no one gives a toss, no one gives a toss. No one gives a toss about anybody else in a gym. And once I'd realised that, I felt free free to exercise 
and be fat and sweaty and to get out of breath and to make old man noises. I made a lot of old man noises and no one looked at me. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Now, all I did was a run. No, let me rephrase that. What I did, and I'm very proud of it, is I ran for 35 minutes, five kilometres. And then I remembered how to use some of the weight machines, the weights, you know, the weights. So I went downstairs and there was, and I did, I, I used one of the weights machines with ever diminishing um, sets of pumps. Is it pumps? It's one of the ones where you, you've got, you're pushing up. And so I did 10, yeah, 10 at 40 kilograms. Then I did um, seven at 40 kilograms. And then I did five at 30 kilograms. Because <laughs> it hurt. And I thought everyone's going to be, oh, no, no one's looking at me. No one cares. No one cares. And that was all I did. And then I went and had a shower and I got changed and I walked out and my body hurt like, like buggery. Not quite like buggery, but similar to it. And I um, felt um, energised. I didn't have, I never get, I never get the, um, the adrenaline rush. Talk about things you can be addicted to. You can be addicted to going to the gym and, and, and pumping off. Um, and I've never had that adrenaline. Oh, I saw a bloke as well. A very muscular bloke. It must have been taking steroids. He must have been good for him. Good for him. If, if that is what works for him, you know, being buff and having a tiny useless penis, then good for him. Well done him. He's made that decision. Had a shower. Um, Need to get some new headphones for my iPod because they kept falling out of my ear. And um, I went and sat in my car for a few minutes. I thought, I've done it, I've done it. And um, I shall go back there tomorrow and do another 5K and some more pumping off. And then I've got my induction session on Wednesday, half an hour. You get half an hour with someone uh, and he's going to give me, or she, going to give me suggestions on um what exercise i should be doing to lose weight spinning free classes oh boy now let's be realistic the odds are i'll be um sick and tired of this in three weeks time and that's fine as well if that's what happens that's fine as well isn't it you see Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. By the way, if you're looking for um, a hook on which to pin your call this evening, I should stress this is a phoning show. Unlike any other phoning show, is I'm just going to sit here and talk stuff that comes out of my mouth. And you can call in about the stuff that I talk about, or you can call in about stuff that you want to talk about. There are new rules apart from. You may not call in about Brexit or Trump unless, unless you think you can say something that's completely unique and hasn't been said yet on a phone-in radio show. One person's tried it so far, a grumpy old man called Barry. Good evening, Barry. 
He thought he could say something unique about Trump. He couldn't. It's impossible. That's why we're just simply not going to do it. You may not call in about Trump or Brexit unless you think you have something new and unique to say about it. You can call in about Jim's. You can call in about your weekend. You can call in about your dying cat. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back, Ed. Hello, Ilb. Hello, Ed. It's Ed Millibob. Wow, this is um, great to talk to you, Ed. Well, it's a pleasure to be on your show, Ian. And can I say, on behalf of the country, you do a great service to radio broadcasting. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. It's absolutely no problem. Now, I know I really respect the fact that you come on with very little agenda and yes. let people have their voice on your show. Yes. Um, I've got some free time now, so I thought I'd phone in just for a little chat. What? I kind of miss being interviewed. What would you like to chat about, Ed? Well, I heard you talk about gyms earlier on, and, um... I was wondering what you think about communal nudity and gyms. Do you mean unisex or...? No, like, just lots of boys hanging out. Well, I mean, I don't really notice the, the people hanging out naked. It was I, I kind of went about three o'clock today, so it was, it was quite empty. Yeah. Well, I was in Iceland in February, and they have a huge culture of um, communal nudity and showers. They do so that in was... Japan as well. They have you get um, if you go and stay in a in a um, an old fashioned, I can't remember the word, the rock rock rotokan, rotokan, something like that. An old fashioned Japanese, right, yeah, yeah, an old fashioned Japanese hotel down in the basement. They will have communal hot baths, and it's wonderful. It's really great. I think it's a great atmosphere of openness. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, you, and, and, and once, once you get over the embarrassment of it, it, it it's fine. Yeah. And, and you kind of notice the pettiness of your own feels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, actually, now I think on it, g- g- collective nudity. But I, I, I would feel uncomfortable being naked in front of um, women. It would, it would have to be in front of men. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm very awkward in front of my wife. Is, is that true? Yeah, um, yeah, she tends to laugh and point a lot. Why don't you talk to Alan about this? Hey, baby! Hey, baby! Hey, hey, what kind of cake? Dundee cake! That's my favourite cake. I'm doing your voice now, Alan, instead of Ed Miliband. Hang on a minute, what do you mean, Ed? <laughs> oh, so, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. What? I'm confused. <laughs> Ed? Sorry, that was my personal assistant. <laughs> I'm confused. Of course you are, Alan. It's a day. Yeah, but we're working to help people like Alan be less confused. Well, I want them to talk about Martin Robertson. I'm a celebrity. Oh yeah, he's he's uh very soft. He's doing really well. What's your opinion on it, Ian? I don't know. What's your opinion on it, Ed? Um, I think that it shows that it's okay for men to cry. There's a huge stigma around men showing their emotions. I think that Martin Roberts going on there and crying at everything really does show that it's okay for men to be emotionally weak. Reminds me of Paul Bowell. I didn't quite catch that. No, when Paul Bowell was on Arnold Celebrity, he cried. Yeah, and I think it's okay because all men cry. Well, I don't cry. Oh. I think Ian must cry sometimes. Yeah, he must. I cry. What do you mean I must? I was big for seashells. I, I cry from time to time. And you're right, Mar- if, if Martin Roberts has, t- Roberts has taught us anything, it's yeah. the, it's all right for men to cry. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want him to win on a celebrity. He won't. 
Who's going to win? Really good. I don't really care, Alan. I'm not watching any of it. It looks rubbish. <laughs> I think Larry Lamb would win. Yeah, he won't. They ask me to go on every year. McBustin Buster? Larry Lamb. He was in Buster. I couldn't care less. I'm not interested. I don't know if you've picked this up, Alan. I'm not interested in I'm a Celebrity. It's boring. <laughs> what reality TV do you like? Well, I, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? It really annoys me when shows that aren't reality TV are labelled as reality TV. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Ed? I do. Um, my um, good friend, Mr. Balls, is currently um, making the nation laugh every Saturday night on the Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Um, and it's great, because I have had many great times playing with my balls, um, and it's great that the nation are now enjoying it, too. That is not a reality TV show. It's a dancing competition. No. What about reality X-Factor? Isn't dancing. X-Factor is not reality TV. It's a singing competition. Well, I think Honey G will win that. I couldn't care less, Alan. Why are you talking about boring programmes? What about Big Brother? That is a reality TV programme, yes. I've auditioned for it once. What? <laughs> Big Brother once. Oh, God. Well. And if you didn't get on, that says something. This was back in 2004. Thanks for calling, Alan. Thank you. Goodbye, Alan. Um, you don't have to call in, guys, about boring TV programmes. You can... But I, I've watched... The, I tell you, the only bit of um, uh, 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 The Jungle that I enjoyed, Ed, that I saw... I've seen Yo. two bits. And one of them was when I was watching Gogglebox the other day. Yeah. And it was Carol Vorderman... Oh, yeah, she's great. ...stood on a... Like, she had to walk out, like, a hundred yards off the top of a building and hang Yeah, and, yeah I saw and Brisbane, yeah. Yeah. That was... That looked good. Um, yeah. But I'm not really watching I'm a Celebrity. It's, I think it's a little bit um, no. bit tedious. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a real bugbear of mine. It's, I'm talking, it's a real bugbear of mine. Sorry, Sometimes no. they'll refer to documentaries as reality TV. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's a documentary. And, and Strictly is a dancing competition for celebrities. And X Factor is a singing competition. Talent show. That's all it is. Yeah, and, and the truth is that reality is pretty boring. Yeah. So these are, ent- these are entertainment shows, so there's lots of um, false titties added in. There's, lots of, there's lots of what? False titties? Yeah, false titties. Wow. Well, thanks, thanks for calling, Ed. Pleasure to talk to you. Have a good show. Sorry? <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. 0344 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um... Yeah, it, it does annoy me. I can't think of any other examples right now. But when they, they, they describe everything as reality TV, well, well, no, you, a lot of the things... I, let, let's, let's think of the reality TV programmes we can think of. Big Brother, yes. Celebrity, yeah. That's it, isn't it? They're the only reality TV shows that I can think of. I can't think of any others. Um, what's that program where, um, they go and open a dead man's shed? What's that called? Haulage truckers. No. Um, you know the thing, they go, a, de- a man has died, and they go and they open his shed, and then they buy the crap that's in a dead man's shed. Storage hunters, that's it. That's not reality. When have you ever seen so many people crowding around a dead man's shed? That's, that's not reality, is it? It'd be good if it actually was a dead man's shed. Then I would totally watch that. 0344 499 
thousand is the telephone number. Do give us a call. We call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Alan called in to talk about some pretty tedious um, television programmes. And I've, it reminds me, I've discovered perhaps the funniest cartoon ever made. Every now and then they'll make like a funny cartoon. Remember when Family Guy was like really funny and stuff like that? Um, someone, a couple of you recommended Rick and Morty to me. Um, and may God bless you for that. It gets 9.3 on IMDb. 9.3. It is hilarious. There's only two series of it and I've I've done nearly all of them in two days. It is the funniest, funniest cartoon. Basically... Has anyone else seen this, or is it just me? I've got a feeling that maybe three other people... Have you seen it, Ed? Do you like it? Basically, it's this guy, it's this kid, and his granddad is like a like an interdimensional um, um, pisshead, basically. And they travel through time and space and um, belch a lot and have sex with robots. And that's it, really. And it is so funny. I can't get ball fondlers out of my head. It is just... Dan Harmon, of course, who is an utter, utter genius and um, who did the uh, excellent community. Um, And I'm trying to get Dan Harmon on the show. When I say I'm trying to get Dan Harmon on the show, I sent him a tweet. Um, So maybe some of you could not bombard him. Oh, no, stuff it. Bombard him. Can you get Dan Harmon on the show, guys? Because it would just be, well, it might be an anticlimax. These things often are um, an uh, an anticlimax. Um, but it'll be good to get him on the show because it's so funny. And it, it and community was so funny. And it's really interesting to see kind of new and original stuff. Speaking of new and original stuff, um, 0344 499 1000, by the way. I'll, I'll, we've got Hannah and Dana and Carl. I'll come to you in a bit. Speaking of new and original stuff, me and Kath are, gonna, are taking a punt live on stage. On um, Sunday, the 29th of January. Get this right. We're going to... The venue that we normally do it in in London, right? And if it works, we'll do it elsewhere around the country. Um, we're going to go up on stage with a table, my laptop, three microphones, three microphones, and me and Kath, and we're going to do a phone-in show podcast, huh? So we're going to announce kind of like on Twitter and Facebook, we'll say, right, between 7.30 and 8.15, we'll do two shows in one night. My Skype will be open and people can ring up my Skype and we'll do a phone-in show, which will be weird because you won't be able to listen to it live. I know it's confusing, which means we might need to do it on Periscope. I don't know. I need to get my head around the logistics of it. Periscope might happen. It might not. But also, if anybody in the audience wants to come up on stage and join us and sit at the third microphone, then they're welcome to. Uh, Also, if you want to phone us from the audience, you'll be welcome to. Uh, And so we're doing this thing, uh, and I've got no idea if it'll work. It could be a complete and utter car crash. But isn't it exciting to see two people die on their ass? Because that's what it might be. Where have you ever... Let's, let's put this out, right? I mean, this is proper experimental stuff. Doing a live phone-in show that people won't be able to listen to as they're phoning in. Huh? And recording it and putting it out as a podcast in front of an audience. What? When was the last time you went and saw something that was proper experimental? 
I'm trying to think. Like proper, tight, you know, genuine tightrope walking without a safety net. And I mean that literally and metaphorically. Um, because I'm, I don't, I can't think about any time I've, I've seen it. Really? Jerry Sadowitz, watching Jerry Sadowitz perform, you get the idea that um, it might go tits up. We saw a play called The Drowned Man, but that was never going to go wrong. That was always, you know, that was a well-oiled machine when we saw it. Um, so it might fail. And does, isn't that exciting? And if it fails, do you know what it will be? It will be a huge success. Yeah, I know. Get, yeah, once you get your head around that concept, it, it's brilliant. It's, it's freeing. If you want tickets, it's only a tenner. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dash Lee. Uh, it's on the 29th of January and it's, it's, there's only 32 tickets left. Um, if it fails, that will make it a success. Wow. Once you grasp that concept, then th- th- nothing can go wrong. Do you know what I mean? Um, Anyway, you'd be welcome to come along. Ticketsource.co.uk slash I-A-I-N dash Lee. Um, and it could be, it could be the future. It could be the future or it might just be, and we're talking, we'll probably put it out on Acast who do brilliant podcasts and stuff. Um, or it might just be a thing we do once and afterwards we go, well, that didn't work. High fives all around, guys. Fun, huh? Anyway, back to this nonsense. 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Dana, Hannah, Kyle, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000. Yes, Dana. Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Lemon drizzle dripping lesbian cake. Oy. That might, might, might have been too much. You Sorry. Say, it's a little bit. <laughs> I think I think we've banned that um, disgusting phrase. Although we're not we're not anti-lesbian on this show. Not in the no, slightest. No, 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 no. Every, everybody, everybody is welcome on this welcome show. Welcoming, yeah. Where, whatever you do with whomever, <laughs> wherever you put it, or if you don't have it, if you buy one and, and wear it and put it somewhere, as long as the uh, the person or creature that you're putting it. In the vicinity of is um, of legal age and is consenting, then you're it's welcome. Fine. You're yeah. welcome on this show. This is it. Whichever phone box you find yourself in in yep. the corner in South Korea, and it yep. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, I feel your pain about the gym. I oh. haven't been in a gym for a long time. Yeah, and you you, we, you met me, so you can obviously see that I haven't been in a gym for a long time. But I'm running and I'm swimming. And um, today, a friend dropped it to me that he's getting married in a month. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I now have a month. <laughs> so I've got a month. So I'm, I'm back in the back, back running, back swimming from tomorrow, trying to lose those Can few you... little pounds. Now, I'm not, saying this to, I'm not saying this to knock you, Dana. No. Can you do much in a month? No. No. But... No. But... So why, why, why bother? Because, because I've still got the dress from my sister's wedding from August that... I could just squeeze in still, so you know, just make it a little more comfortable. Yeah. Instead of having to buy something new, you know, he springs oh, it on it? me now. Yeah. I'm so shocked. I, you know, I said to him, "But you're already married," and he said, "No." Oh. And they've been together so long, uh, you know. So that was a total, total surprise. So, so you, in I, a month, that's that's. Well, again, I don't want to, you know, send your head spinning, but no. 
Does that mean that someone just, like, a guest dropped out and they had a space to fill? Because to give a month's notice... Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be rude. No, I, I, I probably was on the list, and I, and this is it. Somebody on the B, A list has dropped out. Yeah, okay. Suspect somebody on the B list couldn't make it. The C list probably decided they were actually nasal hair that day. So they then went to the D list. And they said and yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. And then and I'm then, on the reserve then list. Then you're on the reserve, the reserve yeah. list that doesn't even have a letter. Well, it's better to be on the reserve list that doesn't even have a letter than no list at all. Exactly. Or, or on the do not invite under any circumstances <laughs> list. <laughs> and we haven't, we yeah. haven't met 20 years. And we, 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 we talk on the phone occasionally and then we got into, you know, back on track on emails and Facebook. So it was, when I got this phone call about an hour ago from an unknown number. Uh-oh. And I was listening to the podcast from last time, and I'm thinking, who's this? And there he was. It was just such a shock. It was so sweet. Yeah. But, uh, but I do feel your pain about the gym. I haven't been to a gym for ages, and I do. When you walk in, and you, like, you, see, you see all these people who are pretending that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Pretending that they feel totally comfortable doing it. It is so intimidating. But the gym, the last gym I was at was great because on the running machines, there were little TV screens. So I was constantly oh. watching repeats of Top Gear and stuff like no, that while no, I was running. We didn't have that. Right. What we what we have, first of all, my iPod, the, the headphones don't, the, I've got the, the pop-in headphones and they don't, mm. they kept popping out because my ears, yeah. I get I get sweaty ears. Do you get sweaty yeah, ears? coming out. Sweaty ears. So they kept popping out. So I watched the telly, they were playing pop videos. Mm. And um, I'm quite out of touch with pop music. There were two songs, right? There was one song. Ah, oh, what was it? There was one song. And it was three ladies, two black ladies oh. and a white lady. And they were singing a song like, um, you're a liar, a liar, liar, liar. Do you know that one? You little liar, you liar, no. liar, liar. They were singing that. And then there was a, Dennis. Yeah, there was a, there was, then there was a, a if anyone knows these songs, 03444991000. And then there was a great song, right? It was a boy band. And, um, it, it was, it was, I thought, what modern, what a modern boy band song. It was about them singing yeah. collectively as one. The, yeah. uh, the, the unity of the boy band. They found a girl that they liked. Yeah, as they I do. Sh- I shouldn't have fallen for those eyes. Turns out she doesn't like guys. <laughs> it's brilliant. I thought, oh, isn't that modern? Isn't that modern? I shouldn't Ooh. have fallen for those eyes. It turns out that she doesn't like guys. Oh, well, yeah, if anyone knows who that is. Yeah, yeah. it's a good song, man. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> I may have embellished the tune ever so slightly, <laughs> but um, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good song, that. Very, I thought it was a very modern, um, very modern take on dating. But that's, that's how I would get through the gym, yeah. watching, listening to music. Yeah. Watching constant repeats of Garon Dave, um, oh. that that that's the way I would do it. Yeah. You know, that's that's what got me through 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 going to the gym. So yeah, so for this next month, I've got to get active again. Hang in there, things. Dana. You can do it. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can't. Maybe I can't. But we'll have a darn good go, won't we? Um, it was really freeing, though, to 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 as I strode through the gym after collecting my second padlock, after um, knackering the first one, to think, I don't think anybody's actually... No one's even looking at me. No one cares. No one cares. I'm glad I decided not to wear the um, Jonathan A.R.M.S. T-shirt, uh, which I was going to wear to the gym. I'm glad I decided against that. 
Um, but no one cared. Fat old, sweaty, hairy, beardy me. And I took my place on the running machine. And I did 5K. And I'm going to do 5K tomorrow, guys. And, and pump off a little bit. Kyle! Oh, evening. You all right, boss? Evening, Kyle. Well, it's a couple of uh, quick things. I was going to ask you about your gym membership for one. Well, I've, I, I think I've... Uh, told you all you need to know, unless you have a specific question not so far well, covered in the uh, lecture. Well, I think it was uh, specific, because I, I have toyed with the idea of going to the gym. However, yes. can you get changed privately? You don't have to like stand around with... Because uh, I'm not getting my wanger out for anyone. Well, you're not getting it out for anyone. Mm. It, is a com- it is a communal male changing room. But no one looked at my penis, and I I was really trying to draw attention to it for a good 20, 25 minutes. Did you put lights around it? Um, uh, yes, of course. Oh. And no one looked at my wanger once. It's not like a gay sex dungeon down there. Right. No one cares. And also, also... You're old enough now. You don't need your mum to do this. Can't you do the trick where you, you you put the towel around your waist and get changed underneath it? You can do that if you want. Well, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with it. I'm not comfortable at all. What, 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 why are you so insecure, Kyle? I'm not, I'm not, that I'm not is, insecure. That is, well, you are, obviously. <laughs> why are you... Okay, serious question, right? Go on. Why are you embarrassed about getting changed in front of other men? Uh, uh, do you know, it's... Oh, God. Right. It, I, I think it's... Listen, it, listen to his voice! Listen to the fear in his voice! This is He's incredible! Not I'm not afraid of you lot. <laughs> what do you mean, you lot? <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's a partial joke. Um, no, I just... I don't like it. I've never liked it since I was at school. However, yeah. when I finally went on a beach holiday a couple of years... Oh, probably about four years ago. Yeah. I was amazed at that thing of... When you're abroad, nobody nobody gives a toss to the when you're on a beach. And I was like, oh, oh there's okay. boo. I don't like the boobs out on, but I'm, I'm, I'm you know I don't want to be sexy or anything. But I don't like the boobs. Sex is me. I don't like the boobs out on beaches. That is just um, I don't agree with that. No, oh. I disapprove of that. What man boobs or female boobs? All kinds of boobs. Just you oh. know, just I uh, just uh, the the whole topless thing. I mean, what is that about? So, well, you wouldn't go topless in the holiday then. Well, I don't. I don't, I tend to wear a t-shirt and my swimmers. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to get skin cancer, mate. No. Well, well, good, good advice. But no, I had a serious thing for you. And it, and it, well, it, hang on a minute. We've, like, hang on a minute. On, hang on, on a minute. Go on. We've not yet established mm. why you are so scared of getting changed in front of other men. What What just do you think is going to happen? They're going to They're going to force themselves on you. I just don't like it. But why not? Try and think back Genu- genuinely, because mm. I don't have a problem with it. And I, you know, and I had, you know, unpleasant stuff at school and, and cubs and all that. But mm. I don't, I, I don't, don't bother me in the slightest. Why, why don't you like it? How does it make you feel? I just honestly, I can't verbalise it. So I'm probably a bad cop. But I, I just ever since being at middle school, college three schools, so middle school, I've always hated it. Even to, even to now at forty two, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I went to middle school. I don't remember... I don't remember being naked in middle school. No, because you did... Because um, you had sports, so they had communal showers. Yeah. And I hated it. Absolutely I hated th- it. I don't think we had showers. We didn't have showers in middle school. What did you we? not do games? 
Yeah, we did games. No, we didn't. We, we didn't have showers in middle school. We had showers at grammar school. I mean, I remember being terrified of it, and I, that fear came from um, cheeky little bit of um, sexual abuse that took place in the Cubs when we had a do- mm. we had uh, some dodgy cub leaders there. Um, so that unco- and, and you know we were that was thoroughly unpleasant what what we all had to get up to, but um, uh, dirty buggers. But um, no, that's not that's not stayed with me. No, it's weird. Honestly, even now, I, I, I hate it, and I, I will never. So I was going to ask you about being a vegetarian, but anyway, what, what I was going to say was yeah. even now, if so, say that I. Oh, this is so embarrassing on, on. national radio. So say that oh, I'm out with a couple of mates, uh, and it's like, oh, one of us needs a wee. I always like to say to somebody, "Well, you go first. I will never go to the toilets with my mate. I, will, I won't do it. it. Fills me with dread. I wait for them to come out, and I say, "Right, I'll go back now." Well, Carl, aren't we? Um, aren't we strange creatures, the lot of us? Just odd habits. But can I can I ask you my question about you, uh, yeah. your weight thing? Is that all right? Yeah. Right. So I mean, no way judging you because I've put a little bit on lately. But um, so you were a vegetarian for years, weren't you? Yes. And now, and I'm not saying you know, and you've said about your medicine and everything. Yes. But Spitzer would sounds. it work if you, well, if you would it work if you went back to being a vegetarian? I'm not one, bizarrely, but I was just thinking it through at the weekend. No, sadly. no, oh. no, it wouldn't because I didn't really. I, it's funny. I, I stopped being a vegetarian maybe about three years ago, and I don't, I don't remember what what I ate. I, but I, I ate terribly as a vegetarian. Okay, so no, I don't think it would. I don't think it would have any um, any impact on me. Oh, that idea popped into my head at the weekend. Well, thank you, Carla. It is appreciated. Let's go to Hannah. Evening, Hannah. Hello. Um, I thought I'd share my story about the weight Here we issue. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I've always struggled with my weight um, since about 16-ish. And um, it's got to the point now where I'm having to go for bariatric surgery. Well, I'm on the surgery journey for that. And what is that? What is that? Is that? What is that? Um... Where they take, make the stomach into the size of a small of an egg. Oh, blimey. But does yeah. that, so, does that mean you won't be hungry anymore? Um. Or you'll be hungry, no, it means you get full quicker. Yeah. Well, both, both. But is it not, um, is it not part, that won't, um, I'm always dubious, right? They've got these drugs. There's this drug you can get. I can't remember what it's called, right? But if you're an alcoholic, if you take this drug, if you drink, it makes you very, very ill. So if you have, like, even if you have one beer, you'll you'll be throwing up and puking, and it's to help alcoholics. Mm. But 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 the, I, I I always wonder how um, successful that kind of thing is because the alcoholism is 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 more of a mental disease. It's a mental. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a way of thinking. Um, and I wonder if, if if it's a way of thinking. If if having your stomach shrunk yeah. will um, how how that will um, be affected by your mental state. Well, they they look into all sorts. When before you go to surgery, they they have to look at your mental state, everything. It's a big thing, the whole surgery. Um, so how are they going to change your your attitude? Um. It's a long journey. I mean, I, I haven't, it's, um, it probably won't happen for another six months yet. Right. You know, I have to, I have to, there's a mental health team side of it. Um, but it is a, it is a mental, you know, you have to think differently yeah. towards food. Um, 
you know, I have I can't exercise properly because I have fibromyalgia. Oh. Um, so going to the gym is difficult. Um, so, so the only thing that helps me with exercise is swimming because you know um, it, it lifts your body up. Yeah. Um, but I just thought I'd share what my situation is because you know that, that's the only thing that's going to help me. Yeah. Well, um, good luck. I hope I hope it works out, Hannah. I hope it works out. Um, yeah, I can't. Thank you, Hannah. I can't imagine what that would be like to have to. Um, Go and have the old uh, the old surgery and all of that um, all of that stuff. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But 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 uh, you know, two months ago I was struggling to get out of bed. Last week I was struggling to get out of bed. So to go to the gym and this morning I was struggling to get out of bed. I didn't wake up. I woke up about half nine. These metazapine they enough make you sleep. I woke up about half nine. I thought oh, I'll just lie in bed for a bit. And suddenly it was like half twelve, and it was. The most torrential rain I've ever heard. Sounded like sounded like that. Sounded like a man going. Um, and I, I watched a couple of Rick and Mortys in bed, and um, I'm surprised I managed to get downstairs into my car and go to the gym, man. I I, I tell you now, and I, I you know. I'll grasp myself up a bit. I, I, I suspect I'll be bored of the gym in, in, in a week to ten days, and I'll be going, well, that, that, that thing didn't work. What next? Um, but you never know. It's never taken hold before, but maybe it will take hold this time. 0344 499 1000. James and Michael, stay there. I'll come to you after the news so you have a fair crack of the whip. Now is an excellent time to remind you, dear listener, of course, uh, you can get podcasts of the show you we put a best of out every day and um if we have a guest we normally put the guest out um as a separate podcast as well the other one night the other week we had three um shows we had um uh who did we have we had um oh we had matt haig and we had dennis lacoria and we had a best of all in one show so if you go to pocket cast or itunes or any of those places and type in ian lee talk radio it'll pop up and you can subscribe to it and you can listen and hello if you're listening on the podcast guys oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio across the uk online and on dab we are talk talk radio give it some lip Talk Radio. Don't forget, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. We're, we're talking about weight and gyms, but you can phone in literally about anything you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's coming up to eleven o'clock. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
The, um, I haven't had that for years. There we go. The B side of that is... <laughs> um, can I just play the beginning of the B side of that? But we're going to press the dump button. So you'll get it on Periscope. Um, but you won't get it on the radio. But it's, um, it's childish. Okay, so it sounds the same so far. It's childish but fun. Ready, Periscopers? Here we go. <laughs> Do we dump that? Childish, childish, but fun, isn't it? Um. Good evening, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uh, this is a late night phoning show, unlike any other uh, late night phoning show. And trust me, I've listened to all of them. Uh, 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 reel back on that a little bit. I've listened to a lot of them, and um, they're all as tedious as hell. And some of them are presented by people who have brilliance in their arsenal of weapons, but choose, for whatever reason, to um, to sheathe their brilliance and instead bring out their stubby knife. I know why. It's because um, the the bosses of these radio stations are terrified of anybody doing something a little bit different. So that's why if you listen to, you know, the brilliant people on LBC and BBC London and, and, and some other stations, um, it, it, it's, just, it's really dull radio. It's really dull radio. Oh, sure, it gets millions of, you know, listeners. Well, actually, it doesn't. We get more... We get more than, than, than the BBC London. Apart from on a Friday, which is strange. We get more than BBC London. But LBC does. Um, and it's that thing, isn't it, of um, fear sells and hatred sells and um, pointing the fingers at other people and saying, Ugh, look at them. It sells. And it will be so easy. You know, our figures are on this show are going up and up and up, and that's brilliant. Thank you. It, it, it's, a, it's a steady increase. I could do a massive quantum leap in listeners if we did a phone-in about, um, oh, look at them. Actually, it's not a bad uh, phone-in topic. But, um, but what's the point? A, everybody else is doing it, so why should we? And B, isn't it nice to have um, a space on the radio, or it's DAB, it's not proper radio, but you know what I mean, a space on the radio that is supportive and is creative and is celebratory. And that doesn't mean it's, um, it's necessarily lightweight. It doesn't mean we're all snowflakes, although we probably are. I don't actually have a problem with being a snowflake um, at all. I think it's quite a nice thing to be. It means we're all unique and precious. Um, but isn't it nice to have somewhere that isn't all just kind of nasty and mean? And I know my, my default setting is to be nasty and mean. And I'm really trying as I grow um, it, it, both in um, uh, years and in wisdom and in spirituality. I'm really trying to, to, to make that part of me, the, the, the sneering part of me, less and less and less. And we, we, it's getting there. I'm a work in progress. Um, it's uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, guys. Um, and I'm getting there. Uh, so occasionally we get a little bit sneery and a little bit mean, and, uh, but, but we tend to stay away from it. I'm just flicking through um, Digital Spy, 
which is uh, a forum where people go and talk about all kinds of showbiz things. And there's a section in there about radio. And there's a really interesting um, thread on there. What's it called? Will children listen to radio ever again? Started by someone called Kipper the Cat. If I ruled the internet, I'd make it that everyone had to use their real names when posting on forums. I do. I use whenever I'm posting on a forum, real name, guys, and a picture of me if if I can be bothered or work out how to use the upload um, thing. Um, Because if I'm going to say something, you might as well know it's me as opposed to, you know, um, Doctor Who 69 or whatever. I don't know. Will, um, where has it gone? Will children listen to radio ever again? Um, And I kind of think that's, and they've got some stats on there that, that, that show that, fewer under 15 to listen to radio never before well I, I i think that they do i did a show last night in saint albans um, if you're typing on my screen i can't see it you made the typing bobbing with oh you're you're, you're on facebook okay <laughs> that's fine um i did a show last night in saint albans and it went really really well thank you everyone who came couldn't do it for a living it's too stressful for two days before, I hate myself. The 28 minutes before lasted for two hours, if that makes sense. Um, but it went really, really well. And um, it, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And the show was, was, was just under two hours, one of the longest I've done. I think it's the second or third longest I've done. And I could have done a bit more, but I was, you know, I, I thought people might get bored. So anyway, and afterwards, I met a young lady called Fred and her daughter called Lana and her son, whose name escapes me, right? And Lana, I think, was 14, very tall 14-year-old, 14, right? And she listens to this rubbish. So, hello, love. They're going to come in one night, because I said I said they could come in and sit and watch it. And I never say that, but they were so delightful. I said, you can come and sit and watch the show if you want. It's boring, because um, they asked me about work experience. I didn't have a clue who they should get in touch with. So I said, you can come in and sit and watch the show one night, but it's dull. Um but Lana's 14 and she listens, I think that's her name, apologies if I got it wrong. She um, listens to the show and has been listening for a long time. And her brother, whose name escapes me, was he's 17 now and he's been listening to me for 10 years. He discovered me on LBC when he was seven. When he was seven! Flipping it. And when he told me that, I was thinking, oh God, that was actually quite a rude show. Um, and I think that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. If you're a young person listening to this under the cover of night, or maybe you've downloaded the podcast to listen on the bus on the way to school, but more so if you're listening, it's late at night and you've got, um, you know, a headphone, you've got your headphones in, or you've got me down low so you don't want your parents. Well done you. Well done you. Some radio presenters I've worked with get very sniffy um, about children and young people listening to their radio shows they get really sniffy about it and i've never got that because i was a geeky 13 year old that discovered my thing on the radio and i held on to it and i and and it was it really exciting that i found my thing i don't know kath was the same um so i don't get a i don't get sniffy about kids listening or young people listening. I love it. And the fact that a guy was listening to me when he was seven and he's listening to me 10 years later and he's listened to all the stations I've been on. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. I'll be working for him one day. That's probably what will happen. He'll end up being my boss. Um, will children listen to the radio ever again? I'd, yes. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. I think the problem is, the problem is, right, A, there's too much choice, which, you know, it sounds like a great thing, but with, with choice comes misery because there's too much choice. I remember when I bought a, an internet radio. It's a beautiful black internet radio, and it says you're over 10,000 stations worldwide. It was too much choice. It was too much choice. We listened to a bit of Greek radio, and I found a Beatles station that just played Beatles songs and cover versions of Beatles songs, and that was it. There was too much choice whereas when i was a kid you had the medium wave the fm and the uh the shortwave am you could just that was it you had those three things and there was only you could scroll one way then you'd flick to the am and you'd scroll back then you and that was it so there's too much choice and there's so much blandness sweet lord most music stations are bland as hell. There's hardly, there isn't, I was never a fan of John Peel. I didn't like the music. I didn't like the music. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a very straight, white, pop kind of guy. So I didn't like the music. But th- th- there is nowhere really that you can go. That Maybe they've got a show hidden away on Six Music. Perhaps they have, actually. But th- th- there's no one on a mainstream station playing weird, you know, mountain yak music whatever you know whatever there's none of that going on that 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 kids can kind of um dig into and there's not really in this country any speech radio that's kind of out of the norm well there are a few exceptions now i will give you uh john holmes and uh i, I modestly present myself as as a, a case in point and boy, oh boy, isn't it great to hear James Whale back on the radio? You know, just someone who um, just says whatever he thinks. And it's beautiful. I disagree with James on most things. But what a joy that he's on the radio again, doing what he does best. Um, what am I saying? I've got no flipping idea. I've just sat and chatted for 15 minutes about absolutely anything. That's how this show works. That's how this show works, and that's what sets it apart from everything else that is on the radio at the moment. You are invited to take part. 0344 We've got James, then we've got Michael, then we've got Nigel. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to James. Evening, James. Evening, Ian. You're on very good form this evening. Thank you very much, sir. What have you got for us tonight? Well, we spoke last week about, uh, well, is he Yusuf or is he Cat Stevens? Oh, yes. Um, well, he's he's everything and nothing to everybody and nobody. Yes, so the show was last night, so I was going to give you a call to, to let oh, you know how I went. Oh, you, you went to the Cat Stevens show that I could not go to because I booked tickets when I was working like I did. Um, was it good? The good news is it was good. Oh. But the bad, the bad news? news is it kind of... It got really weird at the end. It was fantastic, kind of 
two-thirds of the show. Matthew and son. Matthew and son. Father and son. Father and son. I'm being followed by a moon shadow. Moon shadow, moon shadow. Morning has broken like the first morning. Peace train, holy roller. Ride on the peace train. My lady Dabanville. Brum, bum. I don't like that one. Well, you're pretty much up to where, where it got weird. Okay. The, the idea was, it was uh, the, the story of his life through his music. Uh-oh. It was kind of, start, you know, started off at the beginning and Uh-oh. just kind of went along. So all the hits when he was Cat Stevens. Yeah. And then he got all... Brilliant. And then he did, as my mum described it, did he go all weird? He did. And this was the weird part. Have you seen the film Zoo... Lander. Zootropolis? Zulu. Zootropia? Um, Zootropolis, yes, it's uh, the, the cartoon film, which has just been voted the best ch- children's film of last year, which is wrong, or this year, which is wrong. It's a terrible film, but yes. Well, if, if you ask Cat Stevens, he would say it's the best film of all time, because he he came on stage with a, a toy doll from Zootopia, yes. and was quoting it as the most inspirational thing he'd ever ever seen. It was It was really random. Hang, but hang on, that wouldn't necessarily ruin a gig, though, just him saying that he liked a film. Well, no. It, it wasn't in keeping with his kind of life story, so it was kind of telling his life, and this seemed to have, of all the things he'd done in his life, to be the most significant thing. So was that he'd been to see Zootropolis. Zutro- so. um, I thought you were going to say the last third was all, um, <clears throat> was all, uh, how do we say, Islamic. <laughs> no, no, it, it was a lot of his new stuff, so... One always prefers the greatest hits. Yeah, I find his new, his last couple of albums though have been excellent. There's, there's no denying they have been really, really good records. I'm not so familiar with the new stuff. So yeah. to me, that combined with the quoting a Disney thing, kind of. Hang on a minute. So hang on a minute, I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. Why? You know, it's an all right film, and I'm in the minority by saying I didn't like it because a lot of people liked it. But um, okay. How how much of the show was taken up by Cat Stevens talking about Zootropolis? Well, percentage wise, <laughs> very little. Okay, but it was just such a a kind of gear change from everything else because he was telling his life story, you know, telling us the you know the stories behind the music and everything else, and yeah. then yeah, this it it kind of threw me. Maybe, maybe it was just me, but everyone is um of... is the voice still good? Has he still got the voice? Oh, it it was beautiful, and the fact that it was in such a small venue as well was. So, so Does he still have the same guitarist, it. Alan, somebody? Yes, he did. He wow. also had a couple of guests come and do bits. I can't remember the names, but yeah, it was a really good show, apart from the final third, where I, th- I thought it would be anyway. Get the new albums, because they're all right, but I understand why that would... Can I, I, here's a question, right, and I've asked this question before, and it might be offensive. Tough. Right, he's um, half Greek, yes. half Swedish. Right, I think his yeah. dad's Greek and his mum's Swedish. I think. Dad is trying... uh, he, he grew up in London, though. So grew up in London. Yeah. Grew up just around the corner from that theatre it was in. Actually, there's a yeah. there's like a tri- triangle, and um, his dad used to own a. Gr- I think I guess it was a Greek restaurant. I don't think it was a sweet. I think it was a Greek restaurant, and he used to live there. Um, and in the sixties, he's like the chameleon of pop. Right in the sixties, he was a very handsome, white. Looked English, whatever that means. Right? Slightly lazy term. Pop star, right? Yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. In the 70s, 
He looked like a Greek lion with that long beard, that long, thick black hair, that slight tanned look. He looked like a lion, Greek lion. Right. Not Greeky lion, though. Not Greeky lion. Oh, do you remember him? Greeky lion was a terrible caller we used to get. Oh, he'd phone up and play his awful reggae down the phone. God. Anyway. Now, now... He looks Pakistani. Well, the, the lighting was, was quite good, so it didn't show up. <laughs> the lighting was <laughs> quite good. But do you know what I mean? He, his hair and his beard and his skin colour, he looks Pakistani. He, he was glowing, though. He, he looks good for his age. I'll, I'll give him that. Oh, he looks amazing for his age. You know... um. It's weird. I do. I love. I, I nearly wrote a book on Cat Stevens, but I was too busy because um, I got high, because I got high, because I got high. To quote the Afro Man, um, and his, his story is fascinating. In the because in the sixties he was like pop star, right, doing pop yeah. hits, right, and then he got um, tuberculosis, I think. And 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 back in the day when people got tuberculosis, they would get sent to a sanatorium. So they basically he went and lived in a hospital by the sea for two years, right? And um, he got dropped by his record label and his manager, and they all said, well, two years is, is a lifetime in pop, cat. It, 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 it ain't happening. Good luck with that. And when he came out, he'd written all these kind of introspective, you know, kind of the hits that we know him for, these sort of singer-songwriter, tortured James Taylor-type songs. And he had a, a, another massive career. And then from the mid-'70s onwards, he was lost. He was, like, spiritually lost. And he tried everything. He tried um, Christianity. He tried Greek Orthodox. He did a terrible, terrible album, I cut one of the later ones when he'd run out of ideas. I can't remember what it's called, but the subheading is A, a, a Story of Numbers. And it was him... He, he he was experimenting with numerology, right? And then he was swimming out in Malibu one day, and um, uh, he was drowning. He was about a mile out to sea, and he was drowning. And he said he was desperate, right? And he, he was going down, and then he came up, and then he'd be washed under the water, and then he came back up, and he kind of said with, like, one of his last breaths, God, if you if you save me, I will dedicate my life to you, Right? wave comes and sweeps sweeps him onto the beach. This is how he tells the story. It's probably, you know. It, a wave comes and sweeps him onto the beach, right? And he gets rescued. People come and rescue him and he's he's recuperating in hospital. He recuperates in a hospital. And uh, he finds a copy of the Quran next to him. And that's how they got our pop singer. That's how they got him. No, I, I think his brother had given him a copy of the Quran like the week before or something, and he started reading it. And that's um, when he, he retired at the the peak of his fame, 1979. Huge star. And he went, yeah, I'm, I'm a Muslim now, and uh, I'm not allowed to play guitar. So thanks a lot. Bye. And that was it. That was it. He disappeared for year, for decades. Decades. Also, he um, he supported the fatwa against Salman Rushdie. Now that's weird, isn't it, James? Now, now, now you know he supported the um, the the call to kill Salman Rushdie. How do you feel about the concert now, James? Well, that's what I mean. That, in keeping with someone who loves a kind of cuddly Disney film, he's yeah, he's obviously got some. You should have said. You should have ideas. said something, James. You should have stood up when he started talking about Zootropolis. <laughs> you should have got on your seat and said, "Oi, what about Salman? Yeah, have that." Did you ever consider doing that, James? 
I didn't because I didn't even have the uh, the mineral, shall we say, to bring one of those masks I was going to do with your your face on it. So well, no, well, James, never mind. Listen, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed the concert. He's brilliant, Cat Stevens. He is absolutely brilliant. Love him. Love him, love him. But yeah, he supported... There's a really interesting um, clip of him um, calling for the death of Salman Rushdie on, on YouTube. It's weird. Really weird. I wonder what his views on that are now. Um, if I met him, I'd never ask him. <laughs> I'd be too scared. Michael! Brilliant. Hi, um, Ian. Um, love your show. It's great. Um, uh, I, I rang in last week. I was talking about dating agencies, remember? Oh yes, you wanted to uh, some advice on um, uh, dating okay, online. Yeah. Have you have you um, dipped your your uh, your wick, so to speak? No, not yet. I've had a think about it, and I'm, I have looked around on the internet, like you said, and there's a couple of sites on there that I'm interested in. Um, so I may give it a go. But I did actually ring up about um, gyms because I know you've been talking about that tonight, and I, I go to the same gym. Well, not the same one you go to, but I go to the. You know, the one that you mentioned earlier on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the Pure Gym is the one I've gone through, but there there are several. I looked online. There are several where Uh you can sign up for 20 quid a month and there's no contract. You can bail out any time. Absolutely wonderful development. Uh, Well, that's... I go to actually my local area. Yeah. So it's really good. Because I've actually been... I I didn't say this before, but I've actually been going to gyms for about 12 years now. Hey, you must be Uh, tired. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's, it's something I quite enjoy doing. I go with my brother and a friend of mine, so they three work together. They three people who all fit together. So I go about five days a week. Yeah. Uh, I don't do competitions or whatever, like bodybuilding competitions, because I, I've, I don't have the need to do that. I just go there, I keep fit, uh, build a bit of muscle, uh, and I quite enjoy it. And I just want to give you a couple of tips when you do go to the gym. Yes, please do. Number one, when you go. Yeah, when you go to the gym, right, <clears throat> I recommend that you should take your own two-litre bottle of water because you don't want to be using the water fountains because people sit there and spit in the water fountains. Oh, well, I, I always, I'm, I'm always carrying around, a, I've got a litre bottle of water at the moment, which I'm, I'm carrying around and I'm filling it up as well. So, yes, thank you. Good uh, good, yeah. good advice. Well, I always put mine in the fridge before I go in the place and cool and I take it. Number two, if you're going to be using the free weights, such as dumbbells and barbells, get yourself a pair of gym gloves oh. for a couple of quid because it'll save you from getting calluses on your fingers. In case you get hand aids or something. Well, it's, if you're using the weights and that, and you want to increase the weight and you're lifting them, right. the you know the bars themselves <coughs> can rub against your skin and your fingers yes. and it gets all rough and that. So yes. I recommend you get a pair of gloves for that. A pair of gym gloves. Okay. Also get a gym belt as well. That's going to be quite handy. Get a what? Them. A gym belt. A gym belt? What, the thing that, yeah. the, the, um, um, the world's strongest man, what's his name, Jeff Capes used to wear to to hold in his fat gut? Uh, well, the reason why I get, I mean, I, I use a gym belt all the time, because obviously I'm I'm doing like multi-press with a barbell, which is like lifting lift the barbell over yeah. my head. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. doing so many repetitions, and it saves you from bending your back, and it's a bit more safer than, uh, you know, doing it without. Because I am going to get, Michael, I am, uh, do you know what? I'm going to do yeah. this. I'm going to totally cane this gym. I am going to get so fit. Like, I'm going to get fit, stamina fit. I'm also right. going to get fit, sexy fit. I am going to buff up like nobody's business. But my third act, right, the, the last 20, uh-huh. 30 years of my life, which I'm in now, I'm, I've accepted yeah. it, the last 30 years of my life, I am going to be buff as F. And the F stands for 
you know what? I'm going to be so muscular. Yeah. I'm going to have I'm going to have a, a, an eight pack. I believe you can get now. I'm going to um, my man boobs are going to become muscular pecs. My arms right. are going to be muscular. My wrists are going to be muscular. My fingers are going to be muscular. My dick is going to be muscular. Fabulous. I'm sure. I'm doing it, Michael. I'm going for it. And your talk is inspiring me. Yeah. Oh, take a protein shake as well afterwards. You know, get yourself a protein shake. What do they do? What, the protein shake? Yeah. Well, I always take one before going to the gym, because obviously it helps you to build muscle when you're doing weights, like with the free weights, because I use machine weights. Does it actually help you do stuff? Well... Uh, it does actually bring on muscle growth, you know, when you take... Does I mean, it? I eat healthy as well, by the way, you know what I mean? I eat yeah, a lot of yeah. pro, um, prawns and uh, chicken and salmon and that kind of stuff. Yeah. My, my diet is quite boring for most people. I mean, my kid, uh, I've got a daughter and she will eat half the things I eat because she said it's too, uh, you know, the stuff I eat is too yeah. clean and that, you know. Yeah, clean. She likes to eat like, dirty food. stuff out of packets and stuff. Dirty, but, uh, dirty girl, yes. Yeah, I, I, I say I normally eat, like, a lot of chicken and turkey and... Salmon fillets and fish, white I fish, love uh, it. Cod. I love yeah. it. We're, I'm coming around to yours for lunch, Michael. He's making it well, sound delicious, Kat. You should come up with us one day and do a training session with us, because we'll, we'll put you... We can pump off together. That's not weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, go on. Yeah. We're, we're go on. What were you going to say? I was going to say, if you go to the gym, right, get yourself a gym buddy, a mate who oh. you can actually train with, because it's much better. Because if you go to the gym on your own, it's difficult to motivate yourself. And if it's two is working together... I'm going to have guns. different exercises and stuff. It always helps. Guns. Um, so that's another good point you could you Michael, know, bear in mind. But- thank you very much for that, mate. I'm going to take all of that advice on board. Probably ignore it, if I'm honest. But I'm taking it all on board. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You watch this. You watch this space, guys. I am going to get so muscular, so buffcular. I'm going to be fit, um, as in stamina. I'm going to be fit, as in um, he's fit. The last, the last act of my life, the last thirty years, which I'm in. I'm in the last thirty years of my life. I'm cool with that, guys. I'm, I've accepted death, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, when I meet my maker. I'm going to look well hot. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Jerry. I haven't got much time to talk to you, Jerry. I'm busy getting buff. You're going to the gym. I can give you some tips. So you should go to the gym every day. Well, well, look what happened to you. Yeah, I got buff. What did you do wrong? I went to Jim. Yeah, exactly. Jim knackered it for me and a lot of other people. Let's not make jokes about it. Um, yeah. Jerry, g- g- give me some gym tips. One six pack. Yes. Best thing to do is eat crunchies. Yeah, eat, eat crunchies. Eat crunchies with a weight on your chest. Eat crunchies with a weight on my chest. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, I like them. Pull, pull downs. Pull, da- you, pull downs. Pull downs. Pull downs. trousers. Yes. Day day good. Yeah. Do loads of aerobic exercise. I reckon you'll see that outside, though. No, the thing is, this is the thing, right? Because I, well, I realised I, I paid £20 today, uh, plus yeah. £10 joining fee, uh, plus £4.20 for one padlock, then another £4.20 when I broke the first padlock. padlock. Uh, just basically for f- to run, which I could have done outside. But, 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 but. I don't run outside. I do these... I started doing these couch to 5K apps, and I just it just wasn't... 
It wasn't motivating me. Whereas if I go to the gym and run on the treadmill and I can see you have run this far, you have run for this long, and you can increase the speed and decrease the speed and you can check your heart rate, all of this stuff, and that I, I kind of need that for it to work for me. Make sure the machines are working all the time because they break down and cheap gym several pecs. Well, the, the machine I was on... I think it was working. It was certainly moving uh, uh, a very, very fast rate. At one point, I was running at nine kilometres an hour. That's fast. That's about... Bike. No, not on a bike. I was running. That, that's about... Um, hey, nice to s- work here. Right. Um, don't. He's on the line. You know, uh, oh. right. That's the pace I was running at. Because it came on. It came on and I was going, oh, it fits. It's like when, you know when you're driving the car, you're in a car, and the windscreen wipers go in time with the beat that someone's walking past the car. Do you ever get that? I love it. Well, beat it came on. Beat it came on, right? And I'm running, and I thought, oh! There you go. I was running at that. I was running at that pace. Flipping it. I nearly had a hearty. I nearly had a Russell. Guess who's coming to save crew? Who's coming to save crew? Cannonball. We're doomed. Oh no. I like Cannonball. I think they're funny. Are they funny? I think they're funny. Um you look at some of the old stuff they did. I think that I think Cannonball are brilliant. A little much still alive. Who? Little enlarge, remember them? Um, yeah, they are still alive. They don't talk and they haven't spoken for a long, long time. They fell out. Oh. And Sid Large, Sid Little, sorry, became a born-again Christian. As, as did Cannon and Ball. Cannon and Ball, I believe, one of them, I think they might have had affairs with each other's wives and they fell out. Oh, right. And then they became born-again Christians. And Sid Little is a born-again Christian. And him and Eddie, certainly when I was next to Eddie on... Um, the weakest link. I said I was chatting to Eddie. I said, "Hey, do you, do, you, do you ever do anything with Sid?" He said, "No, we fell out years ago. We haven't spoken for ages." Um, but Sid Little will do born again Christian conventions where he'll talk about um, showbiz, sing a couple of songs, and then talk about Jesus Christ. Does he want these programs on satellite, dodgy satellite channels? Yeah, asking for money. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like I, I, I like the Nigerian ones. Can you buy my book? It's been autographed. Well, I the thing is, I buy, I spend a lot of money on autographed um, tat. So um, I bought Ian Brown's autograph. Who's Ian Brown? Not the Stone Roses. His stepdad painted his house. Well, your stepdad yeah. went to his house. Painted, decorated his oh. house, <laughs> and I, and, and uh, just asked for an autograph for payment. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> much love. Oh, man alive. He's a nice man. Man alive. Don't forget, oh, take towels to the gym as well, because those people sweat over the equipment. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, I forgot that. I need to get, I need to get, um, oh. uh, I need to take a towel and you're absolutely right. I need to get some uh, new towels. That's Watch out for to. the poses. Yeah. Well, J- Jerry, that's, no, mate. I'm going to be hanging out with the poses probably in about three and a half weeks I'll when I buff up. I'll do some weights in my wheelchair. Jerry, you can be my pump-off partner. Is that what it's called? A muscle buddy. That sounds I'll a bit gay. 
All right. Nice one, Jerry. Thank you, mate. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, lots of you commenting that I sound full of vim and vigour. It's because I've been pumping off all day. It works. If you work it, so work it, you're worth it. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just going to, hang on a minute. I need to set my stopwatch, which is tricky because the, um, oh, hang on a minute. Hang on. There we go. My button's gone. There we go. Right, let's um, start the clock now. Nigel! Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Nigel. How are you? Good, thank you. What have you got for us to you say? You sound okay tonight. Thank you. You're buffed up tonight. I'm buffed up. I'm like you. I've um, been You've learning... You've seen mine, haven't you, my videos? I've, I've, not, I've deliberately not watched them, no. Oh, but they're not too bad. No? Uh, I, people say I'm quite big, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so I, fussy. I find them creepy. Um, but are you going to seriously do that, what you said? Yeah. Seriously do what you said. What did I say? You know, buff yourself up. Yeah. Get everything toned up. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm there. You, you've not done it before? No. Uh, oh, I thought you went to a gym before. I went gym to the before. gym, but I, did, I wasn't really committed, Nigel. Now no, I'm committed. just now did little bits and bobs. Little, little bibs and bobs, yeah. Now, now mm. I'm committed. I'm going to get proper buff. <laughs> okay, um... Yeah, do you remember Monica Rose with, um... Uh, Monica Rose, the, the show, the Opportunity Knox? No. Oh, it was that before your time with yes. opportunity. You must have heard of it though. Yes. But Huey Green, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, there must be some of it on. I was thinking it must be on YouTube, probably but, uh, somewhere. But I haven't searched for it yet. But no. I, I did Monica Rose, yes. who uh, she did some shows in Maystone at the Hazlitt Theatre. Monica Rose did and, some shows in Maystone. Yeah, she put some shows on, uh, and I was a drummer in the pits yeah. with a band. This was like thirty years ago oh, now. That's truth. And I, 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 I got to meet her because she wow. was quite famous, and she did what? singing and dancing with dancing girls, and I had to play with the dancing girls. Yep. You had to it play was, with whom? Uh, I, I played with a band to, oh. to, with a, to play for a show with uh, dancing girls, and Monica Rose was in it yep. as well. And uh, and Huey Green sent me a letter once uh, asking me to to go stop, into uh, stop going around to his house. <laughs> to go into Opportunity Knox, but it, 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 um, I didn't get on there because. Um, they had so many people at the yeah. time doing, trying to get on there, and it's very difficult yeah. to get. But at least I got to do the shows drumming in Maystone to these dancing Fantastic. girls. Fantastic. That's something to put on the I, I was wondering if I can do a new song. Uh, could, could we do a new song for uh, iTunes sometime? Uh, <laughs> um, is it worth doing a single? I uh, have split up the band. Well, you said before, but, but there's always new things we could do. Well, I have split up the band... You said last time, yeah, yeah, when I spoke to you. Yeah, and, but 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 it doesn't really matter. It was it was good while it lasted. It was it was great while good it lasted. Fun, it? Good. I like the I like the songs. Why are you so keen to do another song? Well, some, what about somebody different? Would you like one about yourself no. uh, for the radio? No, 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 no. You don't want that because uh, people hear you all the time. I suppose people might talk. Uh, James Wells on tomorrow night is he? I heard. You said. In the, they said that James Wells on tomorrow night. He might be, yes. And, but I didn't know he was on your show because he usually does another station in, in my area, Kent area. No, he's left that now. Is he not doing that as well? No. Nope. Well, not on Saturday. Oh, blimey. Good job I didn't cycle up there and try and get on there then. Yeah. <laughs> but would he mind me ringing in tomorrow? Do you uh, think? He would be over the moon, Nigel. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he would. He, he did. He does like me to call him rather to, than go round to the studio. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Hello to Hilary Duff, who might be listening, because I sent her a message before I came on yet. Uh, it was um, a, Hillary a Duff. Disney star. Hilary Duff is the new one, is she? Well, she's a new Disney star, I like. Well, when she's grown up now, she's about 28 now. Well, she's too old for you, is she? No. <laughs> she's got two children. Oh, well. <laughs> and she, yeah, she's about the only Disney girl that has got children. Yeah. The other ones are sort of, um, you know, still single, aren't they? Yeah. Like uh, Molly Cyrus and uh, Lindsay Lohan's still single, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, carry on. Uh, oh, can I sing you a song tonight? Why the hell not? Um, I was going to sing you Barry Manilow's I Write the Songs, maybe just a half half a bit or something, just oh. to cut, finish off the show, uh, my beaver yeah. being on the show. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll start when I... Is yeah. it, uh, it's a bit... It's be a cappella because I haven't got a backing. Okay. Right. I write the songs that make the whole world sing. I write the songs of love and special things. I write the songs that make the young girls cry. I write the songs, I write the songs. Now music makes you dance and it gives you a spirit of song. To write some rock and roll so you can Fair play, you didn't mention the money. She's been mentioning on uh, 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 um, Facebook to me a lot over the last few days. Um, well, it, that was poss- quite possibly the last call Nigel's ever going to make um, <laughs> to this show now that he knows that James Wales on. <laughs> Enjoy it, Ed. Enjoy it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Steve. Oh, hi, Ian. Good evening. Uh, first time listener, first time caller tonight. Wow, first time listener. Yeah. Wowzers. What? That's un- that's unusual to have those two um, things combined. Well, I, I, I'm, to be honest, I'm normally bed round about this time of the evening, but I uh, beautiful thought, thought I'd tell the radio. How did you um, start? How did you stumble across talk radio? Because it's not the easiest radio station to find. Oh, I um, I think I just saw a few people retweet. Oh. Uh, your Periscope link. Oh, beautiful. Well, I'm glad. Well, so, you're, 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 you're very welcome. I'm here every Monday to Friday, 10 to 1, and we just sit here and, well, you, it doesn't get any better than this, unfortunately. <laughs> but never mind. Well, I, I heard you mention earlier about a forum discussion about uh, children listening to radio. Yeah, there, there, there seems and, to be some debate as to whether children are listening to the radio anymore, and I like to think that, that they are, because... Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's a, it's the best form of communication. I mean, I completely agree. And I mean, I when I first remember listening to the, my local radio station when I was growing up, uh, and listening in my in my early teens uh, to a commercial radio station in Kent, where I where I grew up. And one thing I used to love was all of the local references. You know, at seven o'clock in the evening or eight o'clock in the evening, they were talking about events happening in the local area. It's such a great way to learn about your community as well. And, you know, every time I, I, I visit Kent now, it's it's almost quite sad because there is a station still on that frequency, but it's not the same station. And, in fact, you get the impression that a, it's not really a local station anymore. Are you in the business, Steve? Are you what we would call a jock? Uh, I'm not, no. Okay, because you've kind of got that, you've got that sort of um, radio voice. Uh, that, that's very kind. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, I just wanted to, to hear your opinion on that. Um, do you think local radio is changing now? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think local radio is important. I don't think there's such a thing as commercial local radio anymore, um, unfortunately, because it's all owned by big, you know, by Globotech and, and huge companies. Um, and BBC Local Radio, there's some excellent stuff on it. I used to work with a guy called JVS, who I think is brilliant. Um, and there's Toby Foster and there's Adrian Goldberg and there's some brilliant people on there. Uh, there's Caroline Martin, who I think is is wonderful. Um, but the majority of people are Richard Spendloves. And by that, I mean sanctimonious right-wing old men who've been in the same job for 25 years, who know their job is completely safe, so they don't bother to put any effort into it. Well, OK, well, I mean, I, I, in the last kind of 30 minutes that I've tuned in, can I just say... I've thoroughly enjoyed listening uh, to, to your show. I'm certainly going to make it more of a point to tune in. Maybe a little bit earlier than 11pm. Well, so. we start at 10, Steve, so come and come and grab the first hour. I will do. All right, cheers, Ian. Nice one, Steve. Thank you for calling. I appreciate that. Um, uh, I'm slightly confused, but I appreciate that. Um, I don't think there is... I, I mean, I may be wrong, but I don't think there are any local commercial radio stations. They're all Hearts. And Heart, of course, is owned by Globotech or whatever company it is. It doesn't really matter. There's only three companies that own all these big stations. And um, I started on a station called FM 103.3 Horizon, Milton Keynes FM. Um, and it was part of a network, but it was like a proper independent... Independent, that's the wrong word. Sorry, I contradicted myself. It was part of a network, but it was a proper local radio station. And it was, some of it was a bit cheesy and some of it was a bit rubbish, but there was some good stuff on there. Um, and um, that's all gone now. It's all owned by um, Jamie Thigston, I think. I think he owns it. And BBC Local Radio, for the most part, is turgid, old, dross. I nearly swore then. I mean, turgid. Uh, partly because the, the bosses are scared, partly because the presenters are fat, lazy, you know, stuck-in-their-ways, boring people that, that wouldn't know how to do anything adventurous if it came up and bit them on the arse. Um, but a lot of it's just because the bosses are scared of doing something a little bit different. And I think it's a real shame. Genuinely, I, I, I think radio's in a pretty pony state in this country at the moment. I do. I really do. Um, and I'll get the sack from here at some point. I normally last about three and a half, four years. So I won't be here forever, guys. Get used to it. You know, that's just not how it works. Faraz! Yes, yes. What's going on, Ian? You're yes, here. yes, Faraz! <laughs> what have you been up to? How's your day been? Gym. I've been uh, pumping off at the gym, mate. Oh, is it? Nice one, man. I joined nice the gym. One. I'm gonna. I've decided I'm going to get buff. Yeah? Yeah. I've decided I'm going to get into boxing, man. Oh, I'm going to kick your thought, ass. You know, I'm going to destroy yeah. you. Hey, come, let's do this. Let's do, let's this. Let's do, do it, it, man. Let's do it. I will destroy you. <laughs> hey, come, let's do it. Are we, can we do... <laughs> last last week we... you sacked me, so now you've got to destroy me as can well. Can we do you know? MMA? I want to do MMA. Oh, you want to do MMA? Don't worry. Like, I've got some jiu-jitsu. No, MDM. No, MMA. Yeah, I want to do some mixed martial arts, man. But uh, you do your jiu-jitsu. I'm gonna... So yeah, what's your... Be careful, because... I roll like McGregor, you know, so you got to be careful. What's your, the what's, champion, your, your you know? what's your weapon of choice? Fists or feet? Nah, but a little bit of both. Okay, it, yeah, like... fine. You can use your limbs as weapons. And that, and you've locked that in now. You can't change it. I'm using my nunchucks. So. Yeah, come. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. Totally, totally MMA. Well. 
So, no, no, I've got some Graf Maga as well. And then Graf Maga, we get taught to, like, fight people with weapons and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? Yeah. What's that? Fraz, hey, hang on a minute, man. What's that behind you? Have it! Nothing. Boom! Yeah, you look though! And in that time you looked, in that time you looked, I've, I've, I've scratched your eyes out. Is that, I've broken what, is that shadow your boxing you? You're trying to shadow box me now, yeah? Oh, no, man, I'm destroying you! I'm using, I'm no, using you're a shadow proper... boxing, mate. You're sh- I'm doing Jeet Kune Do, mate. Jeet Kune Do! Uh, you're, you seem scared, you seem scared already. Scared of what? I've, on, just bro- I've just ripped an eye out and broken your neck. Fair play, you're nah, still nah, standing. You seem scared, you seem scared. That's Shut all up, talk. You look, you look behind you. The, what, the first oh, rule of, oh, the first rule oh, of MMA is when they oh. hey Faraz, Faraz, sorry man, yeah. sorry, your shoelace yeah. is undone. Boom! I just need you in the nose, dude. Ooh. Uh, See, broken your nose. It might be a technical one. Technical knockout. Hey Faraz, 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 seriously, yeah. come here, come yeah. here, man. You got something on your shirt. Boom! I've just given you Boom. an uppercut because you look down. You're a sucker, oh, man. What okay. is this? This isn't even. Uh, is my my oh, boys uh, could beat you, and they're rubbish. They're kids. Uh, they could beat you. Yeah, uh, you're a pussy, Faraz. I, feel, I think I need to train a bit harder, you know, Ian, I think because you, do, you seem like a big boy. You're a yeah. big boy, innit? Like, I'm a very proper. big boy, Faraz. Yeah, you see me, you see <laughs> No? You seem like one. You seem I'm like a big one. boy, Faraz. <laughs> no, but you're, you're, are you actually into boxing, though, Ian? Yeah, I'm into kicking your ass, mate. That's, that's it. Just is that how sour you are, Ian? You just want to kick my ass and no one else's. <laughs> I want to destroy you. I'm going to make it my life's work to destroy you. Yeah. You, Faraz. Nobody else. Only because you. Only because I've got a better beard than you. I'm gonna a beard smeared, mate. I <laughs> am gonna destroy you, baby. Uh, You're gonna be begging, please, Mister Lee. Please, Mister Lee, don't hit me anymore. As I'm pounding, pounding. Wow, pounding. wow, wow. <laughs> you, you, you won the belt already. You won the belt just by talking. You don't nice one, man. Thank belt. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's that. That, that, that proves that, that proves to me that you're a that- coward. And that is great, mm. and I accept that, Raul. It's 1-0 it's, it's to me. Ah, uh, no, because last, last week you had me already when it came to the whole business talking, and mm. I, only had, I only had 23 views and stuff, so I lost for the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen... Uh, um, not really looking too good. Well, yeah, the hat, I've got to be honest, I like your hats. Yeah, oh, got, thank you. Did you, got, you have a look? Did uh, you have a look? Uh, no. But I saw oh. the hat that you were wearing on Periscope. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, and thank I you. enjoy kicking your ass. How's business? How's, seriously, we've got a minute. How's business going? Because for those who don't know, Faraz called up last week and he, he um, it, where, do you design these clothes or do you just import them or something? Yeah. So, do you want me to like, take you to the, uh, through the story a little bit? You, you got, you got a minute. Can you do it in 60 seconds? I've got a minute. Okay, so uh, I was in my final year of uh, uni, so yeah. I studied marketing and I had this concept in my head, which is, uh, risk is my currency. Risk is and what, not a like, pregnancy? Risk, risk is my currency. All right. Oh. Okay. Right. Uh, so in Arabic, uh, rizq stands for livelihood. Yeah. And I've combined the Arabic uh, word rizq with the English risk for taking a risk. Yeah. So in life, we all take our risks um, for our livelihood. So you, for example, you took a risk for your yeah. passion to go into yeah, radio. Totally, yeah. And you did this for your livelihood. So that's your currency. So not necessarily uh, the pound or the dollars, but it's your risk and your microphone and the team behind you. I like it. You guys form your own sort of currency. So that uh, started, started with like 12 t-shirts, just all pl- black plain t-shirts just to convey a message. you so, got 10 seconds. Uh, the, I tell you what, yeah, so the clothing, listen, the clothing give... is a physical embodiment of the message and that's just what I'm trying to do and slowly, slowly it's been growing. Listen, and next time you come yeah, on, listen, I've got to go. Cause next yeah. time you come on, we'll, yeah. we'll have a longer chat. Just, just give out the website quickly before I cut you off. Uh, Riskclothing.com. That's R-I-Z-K-Clothing.com. Nice, man. We'll speak again. 
across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Rashid, Russ, you'll be coming up next. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. As captain of this band of merry sailors, I'm a black mark, I'm a failure, but before you watch me drown, I'm relinquishing command for something I don't understand. This man's about to turn his whole life upside down. I set a course for a new To the navigation on their own Whilst yearning for adventure Dreading censure and absentia I would rather be at sea than be alone I set a course for a new
on that, Stephen Page. He's in my head because he just emailed me. I might be releasing a record, uh, a Stephen Page single for Record Store Day on my record label. Imagine that! How cool is that? So me and my friend Glenn started this silly little record label um, so that we could release one record, this Mickey Dolenz record, and um, um, it took off. And now we release like loads of CDs and records. And Stephen Page might well be our first non-monkeys related release. Um, um, so uh, he might be our first record store day release. It's tight. We got to get the tracks and the cover to the press implant by the middle of December, and we ain't got nothing yet. But he's um, just told us the songs that he might um, he might um, he'd like to release, and it could be it might be a nice little EP. It could be nice. I'm I'm really excited by it. Really excited by it. Oh, and also Seven A Records dot com. By the way, if you want to have a look. Also, I, I can't even tell you who we had an email from earlier on today saying, yes, you can release one of my records. You can release a concert of mine that's never been released before. WTF. I said to Glenn's getting a, a copy of the contract. I said, I want it. I want a copy and I want it framed on my wall. Uh, if you want to have a look at the silly little record label, 7arecords.com or facebook.com forward slash 7arecords. Anyway, um, Rashid, then Russ, then Eben. Boom. Yes, Rashid. Eon! Rashid! Eon! I had a friend called Eon. Oh, yeah. But uh, they used to... It, it, it was a Jamaican family, and uh, they used to call it Eon! Eon! I don't like the name Ian. It's it's too many vowels. It's a, it's a very weak name. And also, I was listening to another radio presenter called Ian last night, and then he had a call from someone called Ian, and I hate it when there are three Ians. It just, it just sits uncomfortably with me. Ian, do you know what my middle name is? Uh, is it Ian? Wayne. Wang? Wayne. Wang? Wayne. I know he's saying Wayne, guys, but I'm amusing myself by saying Wang. Wang? Wayne. Wayne. Yes? Well, someone has to be. <laughs> Ian? Yes? I used to go around my mate's house, yeah, Jamaican, Ian, yeah. and have, um, and have, uh, dinner, and we used to have, um, Mashed potato, corned beef, and cabbage. How about that? That's that a proper meal. That is a proper meal, Rashid. Mashed potato. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Mashed potato, cabbage, yeah. and corned beef with a bit of hot pepper sauce. Wow. I tell you, nice that was. Yeah. Well, you know, I phoned a few times now, haven't I, Ian? I would like, I would like to like tell you a bit about myself, my background, if possible. Oh, here we go. Look, so, so you, I've, what, I've, what, what's happened here, guys? is this sucker has been um, a real deal. I've won his confidence so that I can get these vital um, private details and then I'm going to destroy him. But sh- 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 let's listen. Away you go, Rashid. OK. Grew up in the West Midlands. Yes. I spent most of my youth playing football. Yeah. Um, got into a bit of trouble. Oh. And... Uh, Drugs? Got into a bit of trouble with the police, a bit of fighting. Yeah. Um... My mum got frightened, and she said, you got to go and live at your auntie's in Solihull. Oh. So she um, called for a cab, and I jumped in. Yeah. And um, finally I got to uh, Solihull. I said to the cabbie, I said, I'll see you later. And I pulled up in Solihull, and, uh, you know... Are you just... Are you, life. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Are you just quoting the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to me? Oh, I got busted. You busted me. Thank you very much indeed. We're too good for you, Rashid. We're too good for that. Russ. 
I was sucked in. Oh, listen, I don't trust any of you guys. Everybody that phones in. Right, I've been doing this live show, and I did it last night in St Albans. And the one thing I've learnt, Russ, from doing uh, phoning radio for, God knows, 15 years, is I don't trust any of you. All of you want to try and catch me out, and you're just not good enough. I ain't done it for years, to be fair. I used to love playing up presenters, but yeah. uh, maybe I need to get back on it. There was, um, I, I listened to, um, uh, on the way home the other night, someone did a proper prank call to another radio station. It was Amateur Hour um, presenting it. And um, uh, and he's like, he's, he's quite new to, to phoning radio. And he got all excited, right? Because it was like half past one in the morning. He went, oh, 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 Nigel Farage has called in. Good evening, Nigel. And this voice went. Now, if I was going to phone up and pretend to be Nigel Farage, I talk a bit like this. I said, yes, g- yes, good evening. Nigel Farage here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> yeah, Nigel Farage. I talk like that, right? Um, but this voice went, hello, yes. Right? Now, instantly, I'm thinking, that ain't Nigel Farage. And then the presenter did this long spiel about how he was, he, he was really thrilled to be talking to Nigel Farage. And how and it went off about two minutes, about, about a minute and a half. And he said, so, Nigel, what have you called in for? And you could hear this guy panicking because he didn't think he'd get this far. And he went, um, uh, actually, it's not Nigel Farage. You've been pranked. And he put the phone down. And it was just one of those, you don't get those anymore, Russ. And you'll know this. I haven't listened to radio. You used to, for a long time, you used to get that quite a bit. The prank call. You've done it. I've done it. And you don't get that on radio stations anymore. If anybody, here's the the thing, if anybody can phone up Julia Hartley Brewer and prank her and send me the recording, boy, oh boy, you get a gold pass. You get an Ian Lee certified gold pass, okay? Um, But it was was just a delicious moment. I wish the Nigel, fake Nigel Farage had held his nerve a little bit longer, but he didn't, and it don't matter. (laughs) I did a good one with um, with Mendoza years ago on um, Al Rantel in in America, where he... uh, it went on for about 20 minutes, pretending to be Ozzy Osbourne, and uh, that was my uh, well, proudest moment. anyone that eats a cake laced with LSD minutes before going on air and starts tripping their nuts off like Mendozov did once deserves everything they get. Never eat food <laughs> sent in by a listener. Is that... Is that, is that um... Is that on YouTube? That footage. It, it's got to be. It's, it's well. It's not footage. It's the audio. It's it's got. Yeah, it'll be audio. around. It'll be around somewhere. Someone was tweeting. Um, I think someone tweeted me a link to it the other day. Actually, it does exist. I've heard oh, it. It's, right. it's absolutely. Oh, it's brilliant. It, the like the first hour of the show is all right. It's kind of normal, and then after the news at eleven, it come, it just starts being a bit weird, right? But, but there's really long pauses, and then he goes. He just sort of goes. Oh. Sorry, I was just looking at the the, the screen. Was, was is, what? what is no, no. Sorry, <laughs> I thought the screen was saying something. Let's go to and it just and by by an hour and a half, he is just it's insane. And they they I think they put the emergency tape on or something. It's out there somewhere. People can find it if they look for it. Do you like cake, Ian? Do I like cake? Yes. I'm cutting down on cakes. I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. I'll uh, send you some in. I heard, yeah, I heard about you uh, going to the gym. Yeah, I, I, I really think you're buddy up with uh, Nigel for um, no. you know gym training. No, 
Get your gym slip on and that. Yeah. I refuse to watch Nigel's um, masturbatory oh. videos. I refuse to watch them because I, I just, I just think it's weird. So I've, I've literally, I've not seen any of it. I've seen some stills from it, but I've not seen any moving images. I don't want to see an old man pumping off with pictures of children in the background. <laughs> have you, have you seen his, um, his Rambo one? No, no, I've not seen any of them. I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it, but I've not yeah. seen it. I, I just I probably. Don't... Probably the best, uh, best yeah. Exactly, um, exactly. I, I actually rang up to talk talk about the Freddie Mercury documentary that was on last night, but what? before I do, um, it come up on my news feed today on Facebook. Yes. Um, um, I don't know if you're aware, you know, the Beach Boys are playing at um, Scarborough Open Air Theatre in May. Are they? Uh, I yeah. didn't know that. I've, bu- I've booked tickets to go and see them at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, right. I'm taking, I'm taking nice. my boys. Taking my, we've got rubbish seats, but they're only 35 quid each, right? And they're terrible, terrible seats, right up in the gods. But um, I know they put on a long, old show, and my boys, will. I think, will find the whole show a bit of a struggle. But, yeah, I'm taking my, my, my boys to see the Beach Boys. Oh, you should have took them to, to the Scarborough one, mate. It's miles away. It is, it's bad. It's and it'll chuck it down. <laughs> it'll chuck it down. It's, it is nice up there. It's uh, not, good yeah, venue. But, but, but Scarborough is hardly the British California. I'll, I'll go every summer. I have some good weather up there, but I suppose May is a bit more hit and miss. Yeah, so. exactly. April, late April showers, what with global warming and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you did you see that documentary last night? Uh, no, Ian, no I, was, I was live on stage. Was it made by my friend um, Rhys Thomas? I'm not entirely sure, okay. to be fair. Well, it may well be um, made by my friend Reese Thomas, who's like one of them. It's really good. I mean, the guy who played Freddie, oh. honest to God, you've got to go back and watch it, in. I won't. It's spooky. Well, won't, if you can. Oh, well, I won't. It, it, it's so, so, that the mannerisms... What happened look, at the end? literally like watching Freddie. What happened at well, the end? <laughs> I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't turn out too well. I'm not a massive fan of Queen, to be honest, Russ. Thank you for that. I've got to move on because I've been late for every hour break this evening. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of Queen. Um, and as you know, I don't really watch much TV. I'm watching a lot of Rick and Morty, but I'll finish that tomorrow. Um, uh, so that, yes, that, that's I started. I'll tell you what I started watching the other day. That um, hyper-normalisation thing the adam curtis thing i say that as though i know who adam curtis is i don't but everyone but it goes on for about three hours right and the first few minutes there's a lot of blood there's a lot of dead people blood everywhere is it all is it all like that it's about this is what i think it's about it's about how how come we're all stupid now isn't it but we're all stupid because of the internet and news and that is why i think isn't it I've not watched it, but um, I, I watched five minutes. I thought, uh, maybe life's too short for this. Uh, Eben, stay there. You'll be up next. 0344 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 We've had loads of calls uh, this evening, even in the... Um, it normally is very quiet between about a quarter past 11 and a quarter to 12. It just, it just kind of drops off and then it, it sort of picks up again. Um, well, we've only got one call lined up now. So if, if you want to um, call, uh, now would be an excellent time to call. And if you call before and you, you didn't get picked up, it's because it's been really, really busy. Do, do try again. Oh three four four 
499-1000. Remember, there are no <laughs> rules except you can't phone in about Brexit or um, Trump unless you have something brand new to say about either of those things, which you won't have. All of those conversations have been done to death. There is nothing new to add to them. But if you think you've got something new to add to them, 0344 499 1000, we call you back. Eben! Hey, Ian. <laughs> <Did> I, <laughs> you sounded shocked that I came to you then. Sorry, was that... Do me, let, hang on a minute, let me come to you again. Um, so 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. I'm going to go now to my next caller, who is calling from Swansea, and his name begins with an E. Good evening, Eben. Evening, Ian. Boom, there we go, that was it. What you got for us, boss? I'm just going to say how... I totally agree that local radio is getting a bit downhill because I was listening to their local radio in the morning yesterday Yeah, in Swansea and there was more adverts than speaking. Well, it's a weird thing, right, because um, the adverts pays the bills and the adverts pays the wages and, and uh, you know, and I'm kind of hoping that my show gets more... Here's the weird thing. I want more adverts in it because it means that the station's doing well, means that my show is doing well, it means that it's very, very healthy. Um... And and I know that radio stations are struggling to um, be able to you know pay the bills and stuff. So I can kind of understand it, but yes, it would it it, it would annoy the hell out of me to have. Uh, but but were, were the hosts was the show good enough that you wanted to stick around through the adverts to hear the rest of the show? Probably not. Oh. this one guy is on there has been on this radio station for ten years. Yeah. And he just like wrote it on about how you could win a romantic meal for two in a steakhouse. Oh. And just oh. general stuff and get callers to sing along to a song. Well, <laughs> um, he sounds like a crazy guy. <laughs> What's and he the. Came what? to my what? school. He came to your school? Yeah. What, to give a talk? just to give a motivational speech. Oh. And how motivational was his speech? Not that motivational. Oh. He's mainly talking about himself. <laughs> I, suppose, well, I suppose that you kind of have to talk about yourself, though, don't you, really? As, as I, I imagine. I don't... Well, all right, then. What would you, I'm trying to think what I would say in a motivational speech. Be the, be the better you that you dream of being tomorrow, today, now. That's quite good, isn't it? But can someone yeah, can you. someone get a picture? If Scott's listening, can you get a picture of a, a, the silhouette of a Native American Indian stood on a mountain and then print these words, be the better you that you dream of being tomorrow, today, now. Boom, there we go. That is actually very, very wise philosophy. Yeah. And I was also filling in about how I totally agree with you about the gym and how it's awkward when you go in by yourself. Yeah, it's a weird thing, though. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't, now I'm of an age, I don't think people are actually looking at me. Because I'm not looking at other people. I saw a bloke, Eben, right? There was a bloke on the treadmill and he had tracksuit trousers on and a T-shirt. But he had a jumper on. 
over the... T- he was wearing a jumper while he was running on the treadmill. I've seen that quite a bit in my gym. A jumper? Yeah. An actual... a jumper? Yeah, I mainly see, like, the older people doing that. That's insane, man. How can you wear a jumper and run in a really hot gym? I'm not sure. Well. I get hot in a T-shirt. <laughs> I was sweating like a pig. I don't know. Do pigs actually sweat? Pigs, I don't I think, think pigs... They do. I don't think they do, because that's why they, they jump in the mud. It's not because they like it, it's to cool down, because I don't think... Here we go, guys, the last 35 minutes of the show take shape. I don't think that um, pigs have sweat glands. And that's why they have to... Them and hippopotami, that's why they have to... They, they get all muddy, and it's to cool them down. That sounds... Someone will, the farmer will be, Eben, listen, thank you for that. A farmer will be listening and will let us know. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to, guys. Oh, there's a Bruce Lee story in the papers. I'm going, as you know, I'm on a bit of a Bruce Lee trip at the moment. We had um, the gentleman from the Bruce Lee clones who's off to Hong Kong very soon. I'm watching his Twitter feed with great excitement. We had Bay Logan on the other week. Listen, look at this, Bruce Lee. Oh, what's that? Bruce Lee, because Bruce Lee used to teach um, James Coburn and Steve McQueen um, Kung Fu. Teach me Kung Fu. And he did, he used to teach them, right? Bruce Lee's notes about Steve McQueen when he was a pupil at his martial arts school, they sold them, right? £20,000. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Had I known they had been up for sale, I would have bought them. I would love to own a pair of Bruce Lee's nunchuckers. Oh, baby, baby, baby. That would be awesome. Six bidders battled it out. Not karate style. What they should have done is they should have got the six people in a ring, right? A circular ring, right? Loads of um, Chinese people sort of up. The seating would be a- completely around it, but it would go up high. So they'd be like, and it would be indoors and it'd be hot. And there'd be a chicken in there as well. And then these papers that the people wanted, they'd be on top of a really tall pole. I'm going to say nine foot, but I'd need to see the actual, I need to see the whole setup before I can make a d- definitive statement on how tall the pole would be. And I would put the papers on the top of the pole, right? So it's a thin pole. It's not greased or anything, but it's it's thin. And there's like a platform that's the size the size of a uh, uh, of a dinner plate, and the on the top, and the papers are on there, right? And you let the people in, right? and all the Chinese are sh- doing all that in Chinese some will be speaking in English because uh, you know and they'll be waving you know um, they'll be waving like betting slips be waving betting slips and then the chickens there'll be a couple of chickens running around it'll be really dusty in there right and um, then what would happen is that the six men get kind of they're kind of they've been kidnapped right and they get um, thrown in, they get, like, the uh, the eye masks ripped off, right? And they're, like, blinking, what, what's going on? I don't understand 
what, I don't understand what's happening. And they get thrown into the ring and they're like, what, what is, what is this? We've been in the back of a, a calf. What, what's going on? And then they look around and they go, oh, oh, it's, um, Stevie. That's Wang Lung. That's, um, Tony. They're all Bruce Lee. Oh, Bruce. And then they'll see the bit of thing. They go, oh yeah, I see what's going on. We got to fight. Right. Right. Have it. And then um, they'd also, and it'd be really dusty in there. That's the key. That's the key thing, right? Is it's really, really dusty in there, and they'd all be. They have to start fighting each other, like karate style and kung fu. And some of them are just like businessmen, and they don't know any any fighting. They don't know anything like that, and um, they would be. It would just get nasty, and some of them would have um, weapons and. They'd have a wicked fight and stuff, and um, it would uh, it would kick off. That's how I would do it if I was going to do it. And then um, I'd have this music playing in the background. But I'd be so... It'll be like a rich Chinese businessman, right? So I would get... I would hire um, Frankie from Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and I'd get him to re-record it to when six tribes go to war. No, I wouldn't. I'd have him singing it live with a backing track. That's what I would do. That's what I would do, and I'd film it. And um, then the person that that got it wins it fair and square. But they didn't. They went for the more traditional um, memorabilia auction. Six bidders battled it out in an auction in Los Angeles. Inside the four-page file booklet, Lee wrote McQueen's name, age, address, city, phone number, so you could phone Steve McQueen up! Date of birth, marital status, and occupation. The file also reveals Lee signed McQueen's first promotion on October the 17th, 1967. Now I think about it, they really missed a chance not following my idea there. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344... 499-1000 is the telephone number. We've got no calls lined up for the first th- last 30 minutes. That's cool, guys. You don't have to call in if you don't want to. You'd be very, been really busy on the phone tonight, so it's not as if um, I can have a go. Um, it is becoming, fast becoming, a, a new Christmas tradition that um, rubbish winter wonderlands are outed in the newspapers as um, being hugely disappointing and people considering them a rip-off and upset. I love these stories. Stories of families um, being ripped off and children being upset um, once they come to the realisation that uh, everything they've been told is a lie. This is this is in all the papers and it's, it's absolute genius. It's um, a picture of some grumpy-looking people <laughs> There's a helter-skelter there. You don't see helter-skelters very often. Um, walking through a muddy field um, by a um, jacket potato shop. A Christmas attraction has been branded a rip-off by angry visitors who said they were forced to walk through muddy fields to reach an incomplete Santa's Grotto. Well, you can't blame those guys for the muddy fields, right? That's unfair, I think, to blame them for the muddy fields. Because they've they've got to set up somewhere, and it's been very wet recently. 
They can't make snow because the fake snow is rubbish. The fake snow just, oh, it's disgusting. Customers blasted the Bakewell Winter Wonderland in Derbyshire after paying... Now, it's not like they've paid a fortune, Okay, It's not like they've paid 20 quid per person in the family. Seven pounds each. That's, I mean, that's... Seven pounds each, right? You know that whatever costs seven pounds is going to be a little bit ropey, don't you? Seven pounds! It's nothing. As well as an extra five pounds for parking. Well, that sounds like a bargain. Pictures of the attraction taken by visitors when it opened on Friday show a few stalls... And a fairground and fairground rides dotted around a field. So it's a fair. Jean Sanderson of Chesterfield described it as horrendous. She said the the entrance was not fit for pushchairs and disabled people. Well, it's in a field. You know what? What, what do you expect them to do? And the Santa's Grotto was not even finished yet. There's no picture of the Santa's Grotto, so I can't verify um, Gene Sanderson. I'm not calling Gene Sanderson a liar. That would be libel. But, but Gene, um, first of all, have any disabled people complained about this? Don't think so. We don't know. Secondly, there's no pictures of the Santa's Grotto. So, Gene, I'm just, I'm just reserving the right to not totally buy into your one-sided propaganda, okay? In, 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 in the days of post-truth politics, I don't know what that means, actually. We say post-truth politics a lot. I don't know what it means. And it means you can lie, doesn't it? It means lying. Okay, I'm not saying she's a liar, though. Some children were upset. Well, that's their parents' fault for raising their expectations stupidly. If I'm a parent, right, and I'm taking my boys to something that costs seven quid, I would say to them, I should warn you now, boys, Probably going to be a little bit ropey. What does ropey mean, Daddy? Not very good. What makes you say that? It's seven quid. Seven pounds? Yeah. You'll learn soon, kids. Seven pounds is not a lot of money per person for a day's entertainment. Oh, so low expectations. That way we can't be disappointed. All right, Daddy. Boom. That's what you've got to do, isn't it? You've got to be realistic. And here we go. This whole story seems to come from Gene Sanderson. She also says, I expected to see more stalls. Well, that's your problem, baby. That's your problem. You expected to see more stalls? There were not many. Well, how how many were there? And how many did you expect? And how realistic were your expectations, if you're being completely honest, Jean? She says, I know the weather doesn't help, but the organisation was poor. There was no atmosphere at all. It's in a field. What what atmosphere is there going to be? The only time there's atmosphere in a field when everybody's loved up on pills and dancing to terrible music. She then goes on to say, there was no Santa and they were building the grotto when we got there. We left as there was nothing there. Apparently Santa came later. Kath, come in, come in. If you, you, you Kath's getting angry. Miss Sanderson was later given a refund after her visit on Friday. Well, that's she was given, she got our money back, so that's all right, isn't it? You have to climb, that's it. 
Oh, you touched it. You're locked in. <laughs> do we go back and get, do we waste a crystal on getting Catherine back? No, no. Let, we, she, she would actually, Automatic. we're glad we, she got locked in. She would have been a hindrance. Automatic lock in. Auto, what, say big twat lock, lock in? No, automatic. I thought you said big twat. Don't stop saying that word. That's really rude. Go on. So what, what's, what's your beef? It's November. Yeah. How Christmassy do you want to feel in November? Uh, you took your kids to see Father Christmas yeah. last weekend, so don't even start having a go at um, Gene Sanderson I paid of more Chesterfield. Than, I paid more than seven quid. Hundreds of other visitors took to social media to complain. So it's a story from Twitter. Cat mm. Haswell said, Birkwell went to Wonderland. What a joke. No Santa. No Christmas cheer. <laughs> and had to bit a seven palm before we knew. The event, which was held at Bakewell Showground, is due to open again from December the 9th to the 11th. Mm. What? A showground spokesman said, The event had some initial setbacks on the Friday due to a bad storm in the early hours of the morning. There was a storm! Unfortunately, this delayed the arrival of some traders and resulted in damage to the grotto. No, 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 no. This is bad. This is in all the papers, right? And they are now destroying this, this, these, these poor independent business folk mm-hmm. who've used their initiative, which we should be applauding, to try and create a little bit of magic. They've had the elements against them. Storms, bad weather. And now, because some idiots went on Twitter and slagged it off, it's in all the papers. Should they have not opened that day? It sounds like they shouldn't have. This delayed the arrival of some traders and resulted in damage to the grotto, which the event organiser rectified within two hours. This is the only time Santa and his reindeer were unavailable. Visitors requesting a refund were given one. Uh... Organisers, sorry to hear that some people have not enjoyed the event, but the majority of feedback has been pos- positive. So people getting the wrong end of the stick and going off on one on Twitter? It... Wow. Right, let me see what it says in the sun. Please. It never happens. Let's see what it says in the sun. Because I think it's in all the papers. Is it in the sun? Oh, there's a picture of Pudsy Bear with a willy. Yeah, has he got his suit on back to front, or is that an actual rude Pudsy? Because does Pudsy have a, a tail? Oh, he might have it on back to front. Yeah. There um, we go, Santa's... Oh, well, then the sun have done an unfair picture. <laughs> they've done an... I mean, they've taken the picture from... That looks all right. They've just taken the picture from, like, the car park. So that's unfair. Yeah, you're That's misleading. Of... What do they say about it in there? Families forking out £7. You don't fork out £7. £7 is nothing, You don't guys. fork. Come on. £7 to enter a Christmas, quote marks, wonderland. Yeah. We're furious to find it half a half-empty, awful, yes. quote marks, mud bath. Why? It's been stormy. You're in Bakewell. It's going to be muddy. Parents said it was just a fun fair in a boggy field. Yeah. Yeah. With fragile, fragile, quote marks, rides surrounded by booze and burger vans. Listen, if there was no uh, mulled wine there, they'd be moaning. Yeah. Organisers of the Bakewell Winter Wonderland and Christmas Market near Derby, because it's in Bakewell, blamed, and again, quote marks, awful weather. But one visitor, Simon Brown, 37, in case you were wondering about his age, said, quote marks, I'm trying to work out if this was a parody or a joke. Could be both. Bad weather, wasn't it? Could be neither. Mm. It's just bad weather. Guys, people are trying to do something a little bit different. They're trying to bring some cheer and some joy. Why would you drag your kids out to that when it was so horrible anyway? Exactly. Hey, you know, um, Mm. here's an interesting conundrum for you. Go on. Mary Berry. Yes. Posh Totty. Well. 
Um, so she doesn't do Great British Bake Off anymore. In America, do you know what the programme is called? It's called... Yeah, I do know what it's called, but I've forgotten. It's something like the Great British Baking Show. Yes. Right. They have an American version mm-hmm. called the American Baking Show. Same yeah. thing, same show. Do you know who hosts it? I'll tell you. Mary Berry. Mm. She hosts the American Baking Show, which is the Great British Bake Off, but American. American. Right. So she hosts it. Yeah. So when the Great British Bake Off goes to Channel 4 mm. and she's not hosting that, will she still be hosting the, the American. American Baking Show? There's no reason she won't be. No. So she... It wouldn't be in competition with the BBC, no. though, would it? So she is, she is um, Cock of the North. She is Queen Sheba. So she's left it when it goes to Channel 4. Brilliant. Right? She's getting her own show. She's already got her own show on BBC One. Yeah. They said we're going to give you this, this some boring cookery show, whatever, whatever it is, right? But then she still gets to fly to America to present the same show in America, probably for more money. Well, she's done the conversion rate. Blah, blah, blah. Um, is it not made by BBC Worldwide? No, no. I don't know. I'm saying no. You don't know. I'm saying no emphatically, emphatically because in our post-truth era... Doesn't matter. You're allowed to yeah. do that, right? Just go with your emotions. Um, she shouldn't be allowed to present that show. Paul Hollywood should be allowed to present that show. He's got the right name for America. Exactly. She should be fired from America's baking show and sent home cattle class um, with a spatula in her bowl and shamed you're a hard man i just don't understand how she's got the bloody nerve that woman the bloody nerve to go oh yeah so no i'm i'm sticking with the bbc knowing she's getting big dollar getting a few greenbacks a little bit of the george washington's right over in the states doing the same show what a slimy little toe rag she is outrageous or she makes me sick or... Yeah, go on. Fair play, market forces. Yeah, I suppose so. Good point. Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late-night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Thank you, James. James, we, we've got a spy mm. in America working Is he the one us. that's going to give me a TV show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the, only, uh, the only TV show I did with him in this country was Pony. I can do Pony. Um, but anyway, James is our spy in America. Yeah. Right, he's our man. I'm not going to give out his last name because I don't want um, the FBI to get wise. Okay. It, uh, admittedly, he's just, I've just retweeted a thing of his, but mm. so you can find him. But he just tweeted me. Right? Hollywood d- was dropped from the show a year ago. So Hollywood presented the American Baking Show with Mary Berry. Yeah. And then he got dropped because he had it off with that... Um, Lady. Was that the reason, or was it because he well, was Well, here we spouse? go. I've now, now James has sent me a link to um, uh, a story from, oh, from three years ago. And it is, Hollywood's TV career in US is toast 
after his affair with presenter Bake Off Stark, did he have it off with Mary Berry? Is dropped by TV bosses as angry viewers react against his sexy senorita Marcella. Oh, so that was the his ambition to conquer America led to the bitter breakup of his marriage, and now Paul Hollywood has seen that dream disappear after his US TV show was cancelled. The American baking competition was meant to make Hollywood a superstar, but fell flat after poor ratings and his alleged affair. Oh. Um, it, so he's got the boot from it. And Barry's taken over. Well, that explains a lot then. That explains why he's quite happy. He feels no loyalty to Mary Berry whatsoever. So he's gone to Channel 4. Swapsies. Good for him. Good for him, I think. I mean, not that you care about that programme at all. You never watched it, have you? Um, No, I've never watched it. I don't want to interrupt you, but one more Ima... One more, I'm a block you, like you care. I don't, I don't want. To, someone's tweeted me. I don't want to interrupt you, but one more, one more, and I'm a block you. Okay. But block me for I don't know what I've done. One more what? Tweet. Let's should, 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 should say one more what? T- tweet or boom? Because he's reacting to the. Um, no, it was strange. Nice of him to let you know. Oh, it's getting tense, guys. What if Filthy Lurker blocks me on Twitter? It's getting tense. Is it an egg? It's getting tense. No, it's a picture of an old actor. It's getting tense. What if he blocked me? Oh, no, don't block me. Gosh, it'd be sad if he blocks you, won't don't it? Don't block me, please. I'm begging you. Don't block me. Don't block me. Um, we talked about Pudsy's penis. Yeah. Um, it's his tail, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Careless, though, putting it on that way. Uh, let's have a little look through the old uh, Los Papios. Did you have a good, did you have a good weekend? Um, oh. Can't remember it. What did I do? Oh, yeah, I went to see Father Christmas. Yep. And the day before, we went to a child's birthday party. So, yeah, fun times. Jeez, it just gets James. It, thank you. I'm so glad we've got a spy on American soil. Yeah. It makes my life so much easier. Um, so the baking show is coming back um, this December, next month, next month. Unbelievable. She's we're, we're so current, aren't we? So current. Um, plane halted by blocked loose. Here we go. Oh, again. Pa- PIA, Pakistan International Airways. There's an airline. Pia. Pia. A jet made an emergency landing after someone blocked a toilet. That's your trick. That is that is my um, speciality. And the battle to flush it, a battle. There was a battle to flush they a toilet. They don't know the technique, do they? They all fist. Left all the loose kaput. Oh. <gasps> The Pakistan International Airlines captain took the drastic action (laughs) because up to 300 passengers on board still had eight hours to go before touching down. Well, they were certainly touching cloth. Go on, you can have that. Thank you. Well done. His Boeing 777 was over the North Sea after crossing the Atlantic bound for Pakistan. Here we go, look. He's replied. Good. One more stupid timeline-hogging asshole BS video. 
or you know whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm blocking you. I'm not playing you. Uh, what a charming chap. Block that Silly sausage. Um, the Pakistan International... Uh, the, his Boeing 777 <coughs> was over the North Sea after crossing the Atlantic Bound of Pakistan. He diverted 200 miles to Manchester, where the plane spent hours on the ground having its plumbing cleaned out. Oof. This, it is a nasty job, but the, the someone has to be the bathroom technician. The airline tweeted, after the flight from Toronto and Canada finally arrived in Lahore five hours late... Inconvenience to passengers is regretted. Officials accuse someone of having flushed something solid <laughs> on Saturday no, afternoon. No, you know what, Sherlock? They refused to say what the mystery blockage was, but explained, as all toilets are connected with a common drain line, the rest of the toilets were choked. Aviation consultant Philip White, 63 said poo could not be ruled out. <laughs> now you have to use a plunger. Especially if the system hadn't been emptied on the turnaround. Oy. He said if every passenger goes to the toilet, that's a lot of waste. It's... He's, right, he's, Philip White said this, this is a quote. It's an expensive jobby when you take into account the fuel and delay time. Wow. I mean, that, that made the newspaper. Would you claim that? Of course I would. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, you would. My my dump grounded a, an airplane. You might want to leave that five hours. Yeah, totally. Totally. Hasn't that happened before? No, yeah, not. I'm sure it has in recent history. Probably. I've probably got a file on it somewhere to check my records. Um, dwarves. Is that, what, is that what we call I don't know what we call them. It's not dwarfs, is it? Well, it, they it, they have dwarfism. Yeah, but it's not dwarfs. It's dwarves. Mm. Okay, well, it says here, angry dwarfs. Angry dwarfs. Do you say roofs or roofs? Roofs. Yeah, yeah. people don't, though, do they? Well, hooves and hooves. Well, they're idiots. I know. The people that say these things are absolute idiots. It's as simple as that. Mm. Angry dwarfs have been axed from pantos... Gosh. Because taller actors charge less for playing the roles on their knees. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Might as well not bother, I think, if you're going to do that. They say they are being ditched this Christmas because of cost-cutting by theatre bosses. The little actors are paid around £1,200 a week. While taller stars make between four hundred and fifty and seven hundred and fifty pounds a week, one of the biggest pantomime companies admits that it is using non-dwarf performers for its productions of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Dwarves. Kudos Entertainment dubbed the enemy by one furious dwarf. Which one? You know which one. <laughs> you can't. You know which one gives taller actors a special costume to create the illusion of being smaller. But dwarf actor Mark Seeley, who worked for Kudos during a 25-year career, said... 25-year career. 25-year career. Mm. Said... I won't do the voice. It's a ridiculous thing to do. It's called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Not Snow White and the Tall People. 
True, he's got you there. It's a clear cost-cutting exercise. Pound toad dwarf. Oh gosh, we're nearly out of time. Quick. Um, uh, the, the, uh, James Lusted said, "When you're on stage, the kids love it. It's a great feeling to hear the gasps when they see us." Um, film and TV dwarf Warwick Davis, forty-six, who'd starred in Harry Potter and Star Wars as an Ewok, said, "Some people say it's a matter." Oh, I'm bored of that story. He was an Ewok, you know, and he was in Caravan of Courage. It's not... Um... Yeah, he was. He was in Willow. Well, petered out at the end there, dear listener. That happens sometimes. What are you going to do about it? It's my job. Do what I want. It's my ball. I'm taking it home. Till tonight at 10. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. Intelligent, organic entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 